everybody, it's Will with American Hard Enduro, and I am here with Hunter Williams. And Hunter is helping out the guys with the Southeastern Extreme Riders for 2020. Um, how's it going, Hunter? Hey, man, it's going great. Uh, thanks for, for having me. And on behalf of uh, Derek and Gary and uh, the rest of the guys and, and gals at the, uh, at the SEER group there, um, I'm kind of taking over a little bit of the, um, the social media side for them. Um, so they, uh, they asked me to kind of help them on the, on, out on that stuff. So just wanted to get with you guys and give some riders some updates on some things. Cool. Well, as, as we have discovered at American Heart Enduro, sometimes it's better if you can divide some of the tasks up and, and you, you can conquer a lot than if you try to take it on all yourself. Um, so we had the first SEER event, um, I guess, February 15th. So it's been nine, nine days ago. Um, what did y'all think? How did you think the, the crowd was, the event? I mean, just kind of give me an overall feel for what y'all thought. Um, it blew everybody's expectations out of the water. Um, I think even the people that were racing it the season before, I think it blew them out of the water because – we were all expecting 60, 70 riders max. And I think there wound up being, you know, 126 official entries. Um, so it, it over doubled by a little bit. So, or, you know, all, almost doubled at least. So right. everybody like Gary and Derek were beyond ecstatic. So it was really awesome. So. Nice. Okay, so Hunter, you have been around dirt bike racing for a long time. I'm, I'm guessing you probably were riding mini bikes back in the day. Um, kind of give everybody like a history of your, you know, just a brief history of what you've been doing on dirt bikes. Yeah, no problem. Um, actually, I did not ride minis. Okay. Um, <laughs> me being a bigger guy, I started. I didn't start riding dirt bikes until I was uh, about 12 years old at my family farm. And the first bike I ever got was a Honda 230, which we all know is an absolute pig. So Still a great bike. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, great bike. But it's just, it's just big, bulky, all that stuff. And then by the time I was like 13, 14, I was on a 250 XC KTM. And then from there, I was on big bikes the rest of my career moved up to a 300 and uh, raced 300s and national enduros um and then went to gnccs rode a 450 for a few years and um then i i kind of went back to local stuff after i purchased my my small business um went back to doing the local stuff where it was closer to home and what didn't have the stress of going all over the country um and then uh i kind of was getting burnt out on the local stuff right and so i heard about uh gary Barr's cliffhanger at his house <laughs> and it was it was a night race extreme enduro never even knew what it was man i remember go you know going to a sorts race or something you'll walk like the first half mile mile of the track and kind of find some hot lines if you get a bad start well i tried that at gary's house and i got down to the bottom of the mountain at gary's <laughs> house and it was like an hour before the race it took me like 45 minutes to hike back up the mountain. <laughs> so i never walked another hard enduro course until uh just here recently walking around in the wood with woods with all you guys at some of the events but uh i learned my lesson there so. that that's but that's no, funny I, because yeah. drew and i were both at 
that event, that cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we both commented, we were like, that's that Hunter Williams dude. He's really fast. He's a hair scramble guy. What's he doing here? And we were kind of, <laughs> we were laughing. We're like, he has no idea what he's in no for. No idea. <laughs> and, and that's the funny thing about hard enduro. You're either, you know, oh, this is stupid. What I'm, I'm, I'm out. Or you're fully involved and you're hooked. So it's, yeah, it sounds it. like it kind of hooked you, didn't it? Well, that's the thing is I, this is what I've been telling people. Even the bronze riders at the Grizzly Run that were out there on their first race, I said, man, I was in your situation. I hated what I was doing when I was out there. But after the race, like the next day, you're so <laughs> upset with yourself because you know you could have done something different to do better. Oh, yeah. So that's what I like about the hard enduro is it's just you're always challenging yourself. It's not you versus the fastest guy on the track. It's you versus yourself and what, what terrain's in front of you. So yeah, I, that's I, what I like about I, it. I still – I mean, it's been nearly two weeks, and almost every day I think what I should have done differently, especially yeah. at the start of that race at the Grizzly Run because – I had a horrible first lap and, and just, I mean, little bitty things you can do to really improve your first lap is huge in, in a three hour event. So certainly I think, I don't know. I've, I've never been satisfied with a complete race, but maybe someday, right? Uh, I'd be surprised if any of us get that <laughs> way. I think even the top guys, they're never satisfied. Right. Right. Okay. So all of these races have got a different format and, and that's, I keep saying it. That's one of the great things about hard enduro. That's what I love. It's not GNCC. We don't race for three hours every time. I mean, these things are all different. So the next one we got coming up, March 15th, the next SEER race, is down in Young Harris, Georgia, Adam McCluskey uh, at Rock Crusher Farm, the Groundhog. Uh, tell us a little bit about that one. Okay, yeah. So I've been chatting with Adam here and there um, about some stuff going on, uh, what he's got planned. So Basically, the format, um, <clears throat> it's going to be a hair scramble style uh, start with, uh, you know, a mass start. Uh, okay, so the race is a three-hour race. It's a three-hour cutoff time. So, if you're not back to the finish by the three-hour time limit, then that lap does not count. So, you want to do as many laps as you can in under the three hours. So, it, there's no white flag. So, if you start your last lap at 2.30 – at the two hour and 30 minute mark and don't make it back by the three hour mark, then that lap does not count. And they did it that way last year. And I think that's a good way to do it um, Mm -hmm. because there was some confusion at the Grizzly run with a few riders and it just, that's the thing. Those are the little details that need to be ironed out and get that. You can have different formats, but I think those are the things that, the promoters that are having a hair scramble type event kind of all need to get on the same page, you know? Right. So, yeah. so, so, and I think it'll happen. It just, it's going to take a little time for everybody to get on the same page. For sure. And, and Adam and those guys down there, they, they've, they've been doing that race. I think this is maybe their third or fourth run of it. So yeah, at least, yeah. it, it takes a good three or four races of, of, of really, you know, hammering it out and, and having different scenarios play out before, you can really get your format dialed in. So I have a feeling that race is just going to go smoothly this year. I hope so. And, and we've been talking a lot, me and Gary, Gary's kind of doing all the scoring for the SEER events that are hosted by like Gary and Derek. Um, yeah. A, a, a Gary's handling that score. And, and that's what we found is the biggest problem is the scoring. Scoring oh, yeah. can either 
make a race or ruin a race. So. Yeah, it, it, it's horrible when you don't have results in, until midweek the next week. Um, right. And, and, and really with GPS races, it's, it's extremely difficult because you've got to check routes and check you, you, you got to yep. yeah, make sure everybody went to all the waypoints and yada, yada, yada. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, a, a hair scramble race or hair scramble style race shouldn't be that difficult, but stuff happens. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think with Hooper, uh, Jason Hooper is going to be there. I'm oh, yeah. assuming Jason will be there, but that's his going to be his system. Uh, I believe there uh, for the groundhog. So that should go pretty smooth. Jason's really good at, at all that stuff. So yeah, he he's does got all, that dollar. He in. does all the full gas. For sure. He, he's, he's, he's probably the, the top guy right now in the, in the timing department. Definitely. Okay. So April 25th spring chicken, um, I know nothing about this one. Um, Gardendale, Alabama. I don't even know. What is that riding area called? Um, that's at, uh, gosh, um, Cornerstone Ranch, I believe. I'm assuming it's the same place. Uh, the Sika guys race there um, a few times a year, and they had one, I think it was, was it? It was like the beginning of December. They had the the Dirty Santa or the Bad okay. Santa, Dirty Santa, okay. something like that. So it's basically going to be the same um, the same property, um, and that race, it just kept coming at you. So I would imagine they're going to have the same thing uh, kind of laid out where it's just going to keep coming at you. So, so that was the one that Jordan Ashburn won. Correct. And he beat Russell Bobbitt. And then and I think Chuck. Chuck DeLula, he got third. Correct. Okay. Yes. So we – interesting. Um, okay, backing up just a little bit, have yep. we got any confirmation on any guys for the Groundhog as far as like Ferringer and, and Quinn Winslow are those guys coming? Um, I'm sure Quinn will be. I think him and uh, Megs Brapp are doing a riding school maybe the day before, I believe, the 14th. Um, nice. But uh, I don't know. I've messaged Nick and I've messaged Corey Buttrick, um, and I haven't heard back from either one of them. I hope the Grizzly run didn't run them off. I would imagine, <laughs> I would imagine it wouldn't run Nick off since he – was on the top step there. So, um, hopefully, yeah. hopefully not. So, well, uh, and, and I have seen where Quinn is putting it, Quinn Winslow is putting it out there on his Facebook and, and social media about that, um, training day with Meg's Brap. So I'm sure if anybody's interested, you know, look that up, that would be a great way to not only experience the property, but learn, learn from two of the best. Sure. Yeah, no. And I hope, I hope Meg, uh, I hope she races. That would be so cool to see her out there. At least uh, in the bronze class, you know. Uh, she might run gold. She's a good rider, man. There's yeah. She's not... No, I totally agree. Okay, so all right, going back to the spring chicken, Gardendale, yeah. Alabama, same place as the Dirty Santa. So is that that's another hair scramble style event, right? Yeah, I don't have all the details yet because we're not that you know we're not on top of that one yet. So I'll I'll be talking to Red and uh, and that's the guy who kind of organizes that event and I'll find out more details, um, on that event, but let's, let's jump back real fast to the groundhog for the terrain. Like what riders can expect on the terrain. If, if you're good with that. Oh yeah. If, if you like really slick creeks, you're going to love this place. <laughs> I know. I was just watching the GoPro footage of it. And remember that section where Sid is laid over and I'm crawling up his body. <laughs> I think oh. Drew Kirby and I did the best commentary on the yeah. battle you guys had. That was like, it was like watching two snails race, Man. but it, it was so intense. It was. I was literally <laughs> grabbing his spokes to crawl up this slick <laughs> creek. <laughs> uh, uh. 
but yeah really i mean really it's just dirt hill climbs and a ton of off camber actually like it seemed like the first half of the race last year was all that off camber and then the other side was just all the bombing hill climbs and crazy downhills and stuff that were super fun yeah Um, there was was not a lot of rock there was that one one hill down into like a little gully where people were like sliding sliding their bikes ahead of their bodies it's yes. hilarious. I mean, the blooper footage is is classic from that yes. race. I love it. Yeah, yeah, but not not a lot of rock other than the that one or two gorges, those little creeks or whatever. Um, but uh, not a whole lot of rock. But then they've updated their enduro cross track, um, so every rider has to go through that enduro cross track every lap. Um, so it, it's pretty tame though, but it it's still going to challenge all the all the levels of riders because some of your fast guys, they're going to double stuff, you know, that right. they can double and the, the slower guys, they're going to have to, you know, pick their way up and over the stuff. So, but it's, it's tame for everybody. So. Yeah. And, and Adam down there, if, if you just want to go down there and ride and check out the terrain, he, I, I'm not sure when he's open, but he's open probably a couple weekends before the groundhog. So, I mean, you can go down there, you can ride that enduro cross track. You can ride the slick, creek and you can you can get in the hills so i mean i don't know how much it costs 15 or 20 bucks but it's well worth it yeah he's got his um his facebook page and he posts his you know next upcoming ride weekends here and there so and andy has legit moto tracks so yeah you know, yep. if you're into that going fast stuff you can do that for sure <laughs> um but, real fast about the groundhog again um they do want people to pre-register since hooper's doing his uh full gas timing he needs like all the spreadsheet so donna mccluskey adam's wife she's kind of handling the pre-registration stuff she wants everyone to pre-register um and that way she can hand the spreadsheet to hooper or you know zip it to him on the email and he can just download it straight in right she would love for people to pre-register and you can do that on the rock crusher farms website um and and get signed up for that so well, and, and I guess we're missing a big part of that. After, I guess, the top 10 gold class riders and maybe the top 10 silver advanced to the Davy Mountain bonus run. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That's so. I wasn't in it last Actually, I think I did get in it, and I was like – or no, I, maybe I was second to be beat out in it, and somebody said they're not doing it, and then Adam was like, do you want to do it? And I was like, no, I'm already changed. I'm not about to get <laughs> dressed back because it was so muddy and – and yeah. rainy last year i was like uh-uh <laughs> so. i did it i did it two years ago last year i had a broken hand so i, I right. spectated but um it's fun man it's like a um i don't know how many over a thousand foot climb that's less than a mile long so you just blast up this power line basically and whoever can find traction i mean you don't even have to be the best rider it's just you gotta get it get a lucky line and man you can just hammer down and get to the top so it's crazy would it be illegal to like go to your van and change out the extended swing arm and paddle tire to get to the top? Do you think would they I, frown I, upon I, that? I mean, if if you can get if finished you can pull with, that off, <laughs> if you get finished with the groundhog in time and have have time to get back to your truck and do that, um, I think as long as you still have, I think according to the AMA rules, you got to have the same frame and engine cases. Is that the right? Is that right? I don't know, but that would be wild if somebody tried to pull that off. Yeah, it, well, it seems like that. There's a few sections that I've seen on video. It's like, man, you would have to have a 
a, a hill climb bike to get up some on yeah. the on the Davy Mountain bonus run. That's not for the whole track, so we can't freak everybody out with that. Do, so. do they make a gummy paddle tire? That's the That's, question. Yeah, we'll have to talk to Kenda about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All funny. right. So what's next? What do you want to talk about? Um, really just – hit a little bit on this Sasquatch um, going back to the whole format thing. Uh, Derek, um, Derek kind of, I, I was convinced that everybody needs to be on hair scramble form. You know, it needs to be all a set time. And I, it's just because I've been in either hair scramble or enduro form my whole life. So mm-hmm. this whole like schedule change, every race is different. is kind of, kind of new. So, but Derek said it best. The only real GPS guided like endurance race, you know, you're out there all day on the bike, um, is KOM. Um, and that was a few weeks ago. So, um, he's wanting to have the East coast version of KOM, but hopefully way better. Um, I heard some feedback from KOM and, uh, I don't think a whole lot of riders were impressed, but you know, that's, that's what I'm hearing from opinions. Um, but Derek is going out there and this is through the mountains of Tennessee. It's going to be 40 miles of, uh, you know, pretty rough technical single track for the gold and silver guys. The bronze guys are going to have it a little easier. Um, it's going to be a mixture of logging roads, um, with some four wheeler double track, and all that good stuff, uh, creek beds, you know, you're going to get your feet wet here and there by crossing the creek. <laughs> so, um, but it's, it's just, I mean, I was out there walking with him last weekend and it's just going to be the most beautiful ride. I mean, going through caves, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, okay. So laid out. So for anybody that's not familiar with a GPS guided event, are we talking about you got to make it to waypoints or are we talking about you've got to follow a track? I mean, how does this work? Yeah, so Derek goes out and he rides the course whenever he kind of – I mean, it's such a big course, he has to lay it out weekend by weekend by weekend. So what he'll do is he'll ride it the la- one of the last weekends before the event, um, and he'll save a track. So he'll email it out to the riders before the race – and you'll have time to get it downloaded in your device and everything, whatever you choose, whether it's a GPS or a phone. And then, um, you know, during, you know, at the start of the race, you'll click go and you'll be following a line either on your phone or GPS. And you'll be following that line for 40 miles. So that's, there's no checkpoints other than the finish. I don't know if he'll put a halfway check. There is going to be a gas stop at Mm -hmm. 20 miles for water and, some people are going to want to quit there, you know? So, <laughs> so there's going to be a gas stop for water and fuel and uh, a bailout kind of, but uh, yeah, that's, that's really all it is, is you're going to hit go and you're just going to try to complete that 40 miles in the fastest time possible. So, so how, how does it start? Is it hair scramble style, enduro style? What? Um, so it's going to be enduro style. Um, he hasn't decided if he's going to do like riders of two or three on a row yet or what. And that's the whole dilemma is, okay, the guy that starts up front, he has either advantage or disadvantage because Mm -hmm. he's the first one blazing the trail or, or he's not stuck behind a few other riders. Regardless, it's going to be like a gold rider up front 
a silver rider and a bronze rider. And then it'll be either like a bronze, silver, gold, you know, to, to kind of space out the gold, gold and silver riders a little so bit. So you're not going to have just a group of gold following the leader. Just no. Bla- blazing through the woods and one guy's having to work and the others. Are that's correct. That's correct. Okay. Because that's really not fair to whoever's the best at navigating because everybody's just going to be riding their coattail the whole time. So, okay. I like it. And, yeah, and- it's sweet. Now, and, and I'm asking these these questions because these are the questions that have been asked of me. Um, so what happens if you get off the course? I mean, how, how much leniency is a rider given, you know, if they get a couple hundred yards off and, and try to get back? I mean, how, what's the deal there? Yeah, um, Derek is laying this out to where you really don't get that close back to the track. The, the property that the event will be held on is 17,000 acres. So mm-hmm. he has ample amount of room to make this track to where there's really no confusion. Um, you won't, you really, I mean, you're going to get off course. You're going to go, you'll think like whenever you slow down on a dirt bike, a GPS kind of goes crazy. It starts pointing all different <laughs> directions and it's right. like, Oh my gosh, I got to get moving to straighten it back out. So you're going to be stopped at an intersection. You're going to turn the wrong way. There's no doubt about it. But whenever you see there's no purple line or whatever color GPS you got, um, and, uh, you know, sided in there on the line then you're going to be like oh no i got to turn around so don't worry about getting lost out there you know you'll find your way back to that line and then you just got to keep following that line so so what are are people running like garmin e-trex are they i mean are they running iphones just a little bit of everything yeah it's a little bit of everything um I think the most popular thing is going to be the E-Trex. I think you can pick a E-Trex 30 up for like 130 bucks now. Um, so that's, I mean, I know it's 130 bucks, but I think if people get them and this event goes over well, it'll be money well spent. But then the iPhone, I mean, I personally, I fall a lot in hard enduro. And when I fall, stuff tends to break. So I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna put my twelve hundred dollar phone up on my handlebars and take a chance of it tumbling down in the leaves, you know? So I got you. Yeah. I mean but again you can go on eBay and pick up a phone for thirty bucks and you don't necessarily have to have uh cellular data to to be able to follow like an app. If you'll download the app at home then you can open it up at the track and have your track already loaded and you can just click go on the phone. So there's that option also for people that want to, don't want to buy GPS. Right. And I guess another challenge that people need to think about is, is keeping these devices charged because when they're, when they're out there pinging off of satellites, um, they are using batteries. So Mm -hmm. you gotta, you gotta be smart. You gotta think lithium, you gotta, you know, have a backup charger, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, the G- the actual GPS itself is easy because it's just the two AA lithiums or AAAs or whatever. Uh, right. You throw them in your Camelback and change them out at the halfway point, so you're good. But the um, the phone, you'll have to have more than likely you'll have to have an auxiliary battery pack. So, of course, all right. At least you well, don't want to. So <laughs> okay, so some other races that are going to be in the 2020 season um battle of the goats i think most people are really familiar with that one um over at uh, brushy mountain in north carolina tyler mole he's he does an outstanding job i mean that that race is also part of the uh ama east series um and then saddleback extreme up in bedford kentucky um that race 
I've only been to it once, but man, you talk about a good time. It's, it's some slick hills. That's a good one. Um, and then night squatch. So that's pretty much the Sasquatch at night. Is that the deal there? Yes, it's a little. Uh, le- it's a little less technical just because yeah. you're out there at night. Um, even though I think at night the technical stuff seems easier because you can't see what's around <laughs> you. <laughs> Not as intimidating. Yeah, exactly. You know, okay, so like Derek's Revenge at the Grizzly Run, we went up that in the night squatch, the far right line. We went up that in the night squatch last year, and I rode right up it. I mean, right, yeah, because you couldn't see it, and you you didn't know you were on a hill until you were halfway up it. So you just were like, okay, no problem. <laughs> but yeah. in the daytime, you look at it, and it's so intimidating. So you psych yourself out and fall over. But uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be a nighttime version of the Sasquatch. I don't know if it'll be as long, obviously, but it's it's definitely wild. So it, it's okay. a good time too. And then the, the last race of the series is the cliffhanger. Yep. But that's that's moving down to Holly Tree. Uh-huh. Um, and I haven't been to Holly Tree, but everybody tells me I got to go check it out. Um, tell me about that place. Yeah, Holly Tree. It's just between two valleys. Um, there is slick. I don't even know what kind of rock you call it. It's just flat, um, like almost like limestone rock. And if it's wet, there's zero traction anywhere. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a good place. Um, it's, it's twisty, turny, that flat rock. You can't go too fast into a turn cause you're going to be sliding on the rock, but, um, they got some good gu- uh, gullies and all that hill climbs and stuff. So it's going to be a good, good time. And I, I would imagine it's going to be a more of a hair scramble start three hour event type thing. So I got you. Sounds good. Okay. Well, I mean, what else you got going on? You um, you planning on doing any big races this year? Um, no, I, I don't have any lined out right now. Um, you know, the, Gavin, uh, he's kicking around like, we're going to go to Sticks and Stones. But then I'm like, no, Gavin, that's the week of the Sasquatch. So <laughs> it's like, he's like, well, I'm going to Idaho. If, if Chuck's going to Idaho, I'm going to Idaho. And I'm like, no, Gavin, you're going to the Sasquatch. So... Um, nice, but yeah, no, I don't have any planned right now. I'm just going to be at all the, all the SEER events and helping out the guys and getting this thing going. So, all right. It sounds good, man. Well, um, I guess we're going to wrap it up. Yep. Um, anybody you need to thank as far as series sponsors or anything? Yeah. Um, SRT, they're the primary sponsor for the SEER series. Um, then, uh, you know, core moto graphics, um, uh, Clay Stuckey. Um, there's a there's a lot of other ones. Uh, Max Motorsports, and then some other ones that Gary Barr has lined up that he'd have a little bit more details on. But just thanks to all those guys for supporting, uh, getting hard under a rolling in the southeast and all over America because it's it's coming. You know, it's gonna be right big. on. Well, and and speaking of Clay, I'm I'm ready to see one of these Jota gases. Yeah, I mean, man. What What's the holdup? Come on, Clay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I texted him a few months ago. I was like, hey, do you have a picture? And it was like the same generic photo you can find online. I'm like, I want to see a real bike. And then he posted that go to, or that ghost out uh, picture of it. And I was like, what? So <laughs> it's going to be interesting for sure. All right. Good deal. Well, um, thanks a lot. Yeah, and, man. Uh, we will see you at the next event. Yeah, man. We'll see you at the Groundhog. All right. Good deal. Take care. Later. Yep. All right. That's it for this podcast. So do us a favor. Leave us a review on whatever podcast service you're using. Uh, Just 
positive comments are great. Uh, if, if you got something negative to say, say that. Anything we can do to improve. Also, if you haven't already, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a follow on YouTube. And uh, very soon we're going to have a new webpage out, hopefully within the next week or so. And hopefully we'll have some merchandise on there. So hope to see everybody on the trail real soon. Thanks. Hello, hello. What's up, Drew Kirby? Hey, nice talking to you. Yeah, hey guys, this is the uh, March 31st, 2020 American Hard Enduro podcast. This is Will Preston. I'm here with Drew Kirby. What's going on, Drew? Oh man, living the dream in so many ways and not in so many others. It's kind of a nightmare actually, isn't it? I go back and forth. I've gotten so much done around the house, like my honeydew list that I normally never get done because of dirt bikes and life. You know, I've got a lot of stuff done around the house, but I'd rather be riding my dirt bike and not teaching my kids how to do addition and subtraction. Yeah, we, we've been going over Manifest Destiny today, and uh, <sighs> I'd, I'd forgotten about the whole Thomas Jefferson, uh, the, the goal of the Easterners trying to move west across the U.S., but I could tell you all about it right now. Yeah, let, let's not, because I want to talk dirt bikes, not COVID-19 or home arrest or whatever the shelter in place, safer at home we're on. Yeah. And and I think right now it would be appropriate. I'm gonna ha- I'm open at this cold beer. Yes. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna go straight Brian Pierce seat time. Oh, oh, got it, got it. Ooh, I got one. What are you What are you drinking, Drew? That sounded okay. good. So my company is based out of Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, my field tech came down today and brought me some West West Sixth Brewing uh, IPA. So it's my favorite beer, and I'm excited because he also sent me a thing that their governor closed all liquor stores effective tonight at midnight well i think that the border between kentucky and tennessee just got shut down didn't it uh he's their governor is like tennessee's not doing anything you guys just travel with caution kind of like florida's doing i mean i-95 out of i think it was georgia or alabama is a train wreck right now tennessee's just so. a bunch of hellions <clears throat> well you know I, I don't. Uh, let's. I don't even know where to start. Let's talk dirt bikes. All right, we've got. I'm, we haven't done I'm, a podcast. Let's do one. Yeah, and I'm drinking an Oscar Blues Oney. It's a uh, a wonder one hundred calorie hazy IPA. Trying to watch my girlish figure. Oh well, I've given up. I'm just. I've, I mean, it's. <laughs> it, I'm off the rails at this point. Yeah, what are you training for right now? Uh, not to be fatter. I don't know. I mean. Oh, we're for the future. I mean, April, I don't know. Where do we want to start? Do we just want to rip, rip the bandaid off and start talking about it? Well, first of all, this hard enduro American hard enduro podcast is brought to you by Moto lab, um, suspension. If you go to motolabdirtbikes.com, you can check out what those guys do. Um, Rob Cosler, he's the main man down there at Moto lab. And I mean, they're suspension tuning experts. They advertise a three day turnaround, um, they're, I think they're mostly KTM, Husqvarna, um, Cherco, you know, they, they do most of the hard enduro type bikes, but, but Rob, he rides the gnarly stuff. So he kind of, he knows what it's all about. Well, and I know he's worked with some big names in the past from what I've heard. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Still there, Drew. I, I lost you for a second. All right. Come on I said back. I ne- Am I back? Can you hear me? You're back. All right. I know he's worked with some big names in the past. Is that correct? 
Yeah, um, I think he used to work at Stillwell, and back in the Cody Webb beta days, I'm pretty sure those guys worked together. Um, I, I mentioned the name to Cody a few months back, and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember him. So, um, you know, that, that's, you know, hey, if he's worked on Cody's suspension, he's, he's probably pretty good, right? All right, well, I'm going to have to give him a shout and uh, see what he can do for us. All right, and, and if, if y'all are all wondering what the heck – me and Drew are doing talking on the phone instead of just recording this in my office. <laughs> we are social distancing because we both have little kids that, um, you know, we're not trying to get them sick and get the, the other, the, our better half sick and yada, yada, yada. So y'all know the drill. Yeah. And it's not near as much fun to do it over this. Cause obviously like we just had a technical difficulty and, and like Will said, our better halves, mine's a nurse, and she's really worried about bringing stuff home. So we're trying to – we've got the Kirby house on lockdown pretty tight at the moment. <coughs> yeah. Well, we're, I mean, we've been pretty locked down, but we're, we're still um, – I don't know. We, we had a dirt bike ride this weekend, didn't we, Drew? Oh, we did. We did. And it was – what was it? This sunny and 75 in Tennessee, not raining. Actually, it rained in the morning, but by yeah. the time we were riding, it was done. And probably one of the most fun days I've had in the woods in a long time. And, you know, I'm jumping ahead on what we we're going to talk about. But That's all right. It, it, was, it was just a great day. And, you know, are you guys out there riding? I mean, uh, what are we doing? Are, are we allowed to ride? Are we not allowed to ride? I, I don't see why we can't. I mean, as long as we're not, you know <clears> – <throat> you know, sharing our PB and J's with each other and drinking out of each other's, you know, USW hydration packs. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the main comment of the day. I don't want to share your camel back. My dirt bike. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously don't get hurt because none yeah. of us want to go to the hospital right now. So maybe, you know, back it yeah. off a little bit. Um, I didn't wear a chest protector this weekend, but I probably should have. Um, oh. I, I don't know. Um, but the, I, I think I, the main thing for me right now is I'm trying to stay sane. I need to ride yeah. my dirt bike. Yes. I, I need to ride some hard stuff. So that, well, that and, helped. And, and it was a great ride. It was myself, Will, Blake, Terry, and we had Nick Farringer passing through town. And it was just so good to get out in the woods. And I actually wore a chest protector because I don't leave home without it just because of my past history. And my wife told me before I left, do not get hurt. You cannot go to the ER. So yeah. there were several times when I, I I started to pick the speed up and I, I normally I never consider getting hurt and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna slow it back down. No reason and we're not trying to prove anything. So Well for once I for once I used better judgment. And and speaking of Blake Terry, um he's our film guy and Blake has really started to pick it up riding the hard you know, the hard stuff. So um I mean he he's he's hanging right in there now. He he is, and we did. It's probably our hardest trail. We call it the Grotto, and uh, he's been wanting it. And uh, we gave it to him, and he, he made it out the other side. And and even Nick after the Grotto was like, "Whoa, that that might have been a yeah. bit much." But well, Nick had been, and, Nick and had I, been riding for days, so yeah, he'd spent the last two days riding with Jordan Jordan Ashburn and mountain biking. So he was a little tired coming into the day, but. It, it was really interesting because here in Tennessee, a lot of times in the water, the rocks have traction right on the edge of the water in the, you know, dry areas is the slick spot. But if the rocks were underwater, they were the slickest things ever. And we got some flat rocks at the end of the grotto that 
I fell three times. You fell what two or three? And we like we 10. saw yeah. Well, we we saw we we saw Nick Ferringer fall a couple times. Never in my life have I seen Nick Ferringer <laughs> on the ground, and I was so happy to see it. Yeah, sorry, we were. Nick. We. Yeah, sorry, Nick. We 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 were kind of laughing a little bit, and we were we were. Pr- How about we were proud? We weren't laughing. Yeah, it was it was a happy moment. It was a proud moment. Yeah, but but all in all, it it ranks up there with one of my favorite days on a dirt bike. Just seeing what Nick can do and having Blake make it up the grotto, um, and just getting like you said, sanity, getting out of the house. Yeah, and, um, and take taking it back to that whole "don't get hurt," um, you know, whatever comment. On Saturday, me and my son went mountain biking at Baker Creek, and there's yep. some down, downhill trails there. And a and a grown man got hurt pretty bad. Um, I think he broke a bone in his face, and he and he it looked like he had a collarbone and, and possibly some ribs. And so, I was one of the ones that tried to help him get down the the hill. You know, we're only talking four or five hundred feet of vertical elevation, but still pretty big pretty big hill for you know a, a non lift served downhill trail. Yep. Anyways, in, a, in downtown Knoxville. Yeah. So I made a couple more laps. And as we were leaving, I, you know, we go by the ambulance and I can see him in there and he's pretty beat up. He's pretty bloody. And then, you know, we get changed into our street clothes and, you know, do our thing and, and we're about to pull out. And I see the guy walking back to his buddies, all bandaged, bandaged up with a <laughs> sling, with his, a tourniquet around his head and, it's like, yeah, they're they're not taking the dude to the hospital. It's just like, sorry, bud, you you got to deal with it. So yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy. It is, and I mean, it's it's a true uh, problem, and it's uh, what we're going through. You know, un unheard of times right now. I mean, I've obviously never. I'm almost forty. I've never lived through anything like this, and hopefully, don't have to again. All right, enough about terrible news. Um, <laughs> yes. All right, so I guess sign up for Tough Like Roar is coming up. Like, it is April 1st. It's April Fool's Day. It's within a few hours yep. of probably when people are going to hear this podcast. So go to Roar.org. You yep. get signed up. We know you haven't spent your money on any other race lately. So just go <laughs> ahead, sign up. Um, July yep. 4th weekend, it, it's going to be awesome. So – Saying that, here's a quick little interview with Mr. Rob Moe. Yeah, check it out. You get all the details. Boom. So, okay, I'll cut it right there. Yep. And we'll cut back in and say, all right, that was awesome. Rob giving us all the good information about Tough Like Roar. Go sign up, roar.org. What do you think, Drew? Well, I think the, the you know, obviously a lot of good information there. And don't don't hesitate to sign up because, like he said in the interview, you can't get a refund if for some reason they have to postpone or cancel. And honestly, personally, I think that's going to be our first race of the 2020 Sherco AMA East extreme series. Sadly, um, I agree with, yes, sadly, I have to agree with you. I, I think Enduro Fest is going to get canceled, which is obviously a West race. Yep. Not canceled. I think they'll get postponed. And then I yeah, think postponed. I'm afraid Mad Moose is going to get postponed possibly canceled i mean they're dealing with so many more restrictions than most races just because of the season up in freaking upper upper michigan is very compressed yep. so well, 
I don't know. And one thing, one thing, you know, we've got an outline for this podcast, and it's already gone all off the rails. So <laughs> we're we'll kind of skipping let, around. Yeah. Well, so what? Obviously, Rev Limiter was supposed to be this past weekend. I thought I would be just getting back in town on this. Well, I would have gotten back yesterday, but it's been postponed. Um, obviously every one of these races in the East series and the West series is leading up to TKO, the grand champion. So we've got a limited window to squeeze everything in. And now that window has gotten compressed. Um, so, so I, we should, we should do like an April fool's day show and just talk about how the rev limiter went and, and just make up all this stuff. I think the, I think the podcast listeners would love it. <laughs> we would sound dumber than normal, <laughs> but so what I, I mean, I foresee, like I said earlier, I think we're a ways off from things resuming back to normal. And, you know, best case, we get to run the Mad Moose in mid-May, maybe the Rev Limiter early June, mid-June, and then go That'd back. That'd be awesome. I, mean, I, love, in, in I my, love that scenario. Yeah, or in, in my mind, a perfect world, just because of the weather up north, Mad Moose gets pushed back a little bit to early August. June. Uh, yeah. I was thinking early June, yeah, and then right. then we get a month off till Tough Like Roar. But I don't know where Rev Limiter comes into that because one thing you've got to think about: Rev Limiter was supposed to be a East TK and a West race. Well, no, East and West combined. Right. It was not just an East. So we've got to. I, personally, I think we've got to get the Rev Limiter in there somewhere. Which you know, it's twelve hours for us. It's probably more for other people, but that's a substantial distance. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. And, and, you know, I know a lot of things like ISDE has just said, we're done this year. We're going to move it to really. I heard that. Yeah. ISDE is done. Jeez. The Olympics. Well, the summer yeah, Olympics, that's, that's, that's not that important. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On, on the motorcycle scale. So it's, oh, it's just, it's crazy times. And I'm sure you guys are tired of freaking hearing about it, but that's kind of what we're looking that's at. That's about all we got um, to talk about. So sorry, y'all. Yeah, and then what else? Uh, the Island Hard Enduro was is postponed. Yeah, that was coming um, up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, the the only thing I had, sadly, not sadly enough, but on my schedule still still was the Sear Spring Chicken. I can't talk yeah. on April twenty fifth. Um, and and it looks like they might move venues right um, from I think it was somewhere outside of Birmingham down to the Holly Tree. Uh, property so that, you know we might still be able to do something which would be awesome i'm gonna be surprised if that one happens just because the state of alabama is i've, I've heard they, they're gonna impose some no more than 10 people gathering at a time but hey okay. hopefully that doesn't happen um i mean come on dirt bikers are immune to this right no i don't know i mean we've been through a lot and i just everyone we want everyone to be safe and healthy that's the bottom line and yeah, we'll do what we can to do our part. I'm, I don't want to, and I want to go ride my dirt bike. Well, and, and going down the list, I got an email from Matt Musgrove um, that I guess they had a, a ride day or something coming up. Maybe it was a hill, hill okay. climb in two weeks that they've postponed. And then there was a blurb in there about the May 1st through 3rd Enduro Fest um, was at this point was still on, but it was up in the air. So it didn't sound real hopeful to me, but um that being right on the Nevada, California border, I, I can't imagine that there'll be, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe there's COVID will be finished out there by then, but you know, just, just yeah, something else to seemed, think about. It seemed like they were, 
Yeah, they were a little ahead of everything, as in the right getting things going out there. For sure. Well, all right. I, I guess moving on, um, I am setting up a 2020 Husqvarna TE300i right now, and I don't know what I'm doing. I have no clue about this <laughs> TPI stuff. So if anyone has set up a bike like this, tell me what you did. Um, uh, you know, sprocket size. Um, did you, I mean, yeah. Gearing. gearing yeah. Gearing. What? Exactly. Um, did you do anything to get it more low in or are you happy with what it is? Um, you put a different pipe on it. I know you can't change the carb, but, um, is there, <laughs> You can, you can buy a thousand dollar ECU so you can tune it if you want yeah. to. Do I need to do that? I have no idea. Well, and, and it's new to both of us because I had a 19 TPI bike and I did not like it. And I, we, we were both sticking with our 2018 300s and you came across a, a Husky TE 300. So anybody out there, if you have any suggestions for Will or, you know, we'll kind of keep you updated on what he's doing and, uh, how it's going and how he likes it. Cause I don't think you've ridden the bike really since you've uh, set it up for yourself. No. You? And it's got a lowering kit on it. <coughs> so um, I've, I've never ridden a bike with a lowering kit. I'm not very, I am vertically challenged. Let's just say that. So um, <laughs> I've always run a low seat. And then I guess the new Husky linkage bikes, obviously all Huskies are linkage, but I, I think they're a little bit lower anyways and then you add the lowering kit, um, which interestingly enough, Rob Cosler with Moto Lab installed the lowering kit. So um, he's trying to help me work through that. But uh, picking the bike back up, I think on Thursday, and um, we will uh, we'll see how it goes. What are you doing on Friday? Uh, unfortunately, I think I'm trying to get <laughs> stuff out of my dad's house. So, ah, oh, well. Yeah, I would say let's go ride, but if you need help with that, I will also be down to help. Right on. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's um, going to be an active so, weekend regardless. Oh, absolutely. Well, so let's go on a positive note. Let's go back to the last race we had. We haven't even done a podcast, haven't talked about it. I had a lot of fun unexpectedly, and I guess unfortunately, maybe you got to join in uh, for the Groundhog Extreme at the Rock Crusher Farm. Yeah, I, I – the I guess spring break got canceled. We were going to Colorado and they pretty much shut down the entire state of Colorado. So we couldn't go. <laughs> so at 11 PM the night before the groundhog, I decided to actually, I washed my motorcycle because it was still dirty. <laughs> yeah. how, hey, how fresh was your tire? Let's hear Threw that. It in my van with a, with a freaking, <laughs> I mean, it had one good edge. The braking edge was still good. I didn't even flip it around. I should have. But drove straight down to Rock Crusher, put it on the starting line, and, you know, I had a good time. I didn't have a good race, but I had a good time. It was. And in typical Groundhog fashion, it was – it wasn't that cold, but it was a very heavy mist <laughs> that had been been preceded by a heavy rain the night before. I mean, what, a couple inches of rain? Uh, I have um, no idea. It, it was a mess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It. The funny thing was the um, Graham's Gorge or whatever it's called was yep. the best traction I've ever seen there. So what is what well, is normally the the slickest spot? We just rode right up. Am I wrong? Well, oh, so, 
No, some people did. <laughs> some people did. So let's back up. I was actually, I, we took a little family vacation. It was the end of my spring break for my family and kids. We're in different counties. Will, it was the start of his spring break. So we went down to that corner of North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee a couple days early. So got down to the track, walked Graham's Gulge, and I said, this is the slickest it's ever been. And the year before, I couldn't make it up it. I mean, I finally made it with help, but it was miserable. And so I was, I was, I don't want to say I was scared, but I was very worried we wouldn't make it up it. Um, and so backing up to the start, it's a dead engine hair scramble start. <laughs> you know, we're, what was there, 25, 30 bikes wide? Yeah. And, and that, the, and, the, the, they have gold, silver, and bronze in the seer races. So yeah. we're both on the gold yeah. line. Yeah, and I think you were next yeah, to me, right? Yeah, they pulled right up next to you. Yeah. Normally, we're on opposite yeah. ends. So, I was like, I'm going to go start next to yeah, Drew. Just, <laughs> yeah, so we we get there, and, and Adam uh, Adam McCluskey, who runs a Rock Crusher farm, always does a good job, except for this one time, in my personal opinion. But it turns <laughs> out I'm wrong. I think we were he, both wrong. He blows the horn. He blows the horn, and he's like, all right, cut your motors two minutes. And so, we're sitting there, and I'm getting my GoPro on and checking my watch and my goggles. And all of a sudden, I'm looking down, and I hear the horn go. I didn't hear 10 seconds. I didn't hear anything. Nope. Did you Did you hear? Okay, no. so I went, back, I went back and looked at my GoPro, and I actually see you drinking out of your camelback <laughs> when I take off. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like. <laughs> yeah, did, you, were, you, were, you didn't have your hands on the handlebars. No, I, I do like, I have my little <laughs> customary, you know, 30 seconds before the start, yeah. you know, whatever, but. No, it, it was awful. Uh, yeah, so long story short, we both got not great starts. And I, so the, we, we, I took more roost between the starting line and the second turn mm. than I did the entire race. It was unreal how much roost I took. <laughs> yeah, and again, it was very wet and muddy, and it was, it was a very good start. He added, um, like I said, dead engine hair scramble start. I think there was 25 of us. Um, went into a big left-hand turn, through a creek, up and down some hills. And it was muddy and lots of roost, but it it, sing, it it spread us out a little bit before the Enduro Cross Track. Yeah, and the Enduro Cross um, Track when I got there was carnage. <laughs> it was carnage. <laughs> yes, it was. Drew Dobbs apologized for taking me out, and I was like, you didn't take me out, and I think he took you out. I don't even know. I, I, Apparently, we're the same person somehow. Yeah, we're, we're drill, if, if y'all don't know. Yeah. All right, so after the Enduro Cross, there's probably two and a half miles of single track before you get to Graham's Gulch. Um, but before that, there were some cool over-under bridges. Um, oh, yeah, those were cool. So all that was good. But by the time we get to Graham's Gulch, it was kind of a typical bottleneck. But if you had a little bit of momentum, you could go up it. Mm-hmm. And, and it was nice, like you said. And I got there, and Corey Buttrick was in front of me. And I saw him go three-quarters of the way up one of these rocks, start going backwards, and crash really hard. <laughs> and he, he said he ended up behind the entire – uh, gold class yeah i in that one I, section i caught him and i don't know if i passed him but I, I definitely caught him and kind of pushed him along i was cheering for him I'm like come on Corey. but yeah and he so his first lap he said it was rough i talked to him after the race and he caught me after the enduro cross track on our second lap and we rode a bunch of that single track together and then got to graham's gulge and i ended up with him and russell bobbitt um and then he made it out and and we kind of got hung up and he ended up coming all the way back to fourth place which was pretty awesome yeah that's that's a solid ride after having such a a horrible i mean not a horrible but a a rough Uh, no it was miles no 
if if we had him on the podcast, he would admit his first lap was horrible. He goes, I forgot how to ride. I was like, was it that or your tire? Or your what? bib? He said, no, I just – Ah, he it must have gotten broken in. On That's the what I lap. said. He he finally broke yeah. it in about mile five. <laughs> yeah. He beat he beat the you know what out of it, and it started working. Well, okay, so so Graham's bulge or whatever it is was not that horrible. <laughs> the 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 next yep. the switchbacks were pretty pretty gnarly, but well, they added they added that section like that we'll call it the dry creek. Yeah, after the goal or the bulge, and then the switchbacks. So go ahead. Well, what I was going to say was, for me, where I think I lost the most time was on that one hill climb right next to the Davy Mountain bonus run. Is that hill seven or hill ten? Um, was it the one with the rock before it? Uh, the, or the one that was like the, the horsepower? Horsepower, you're on that like Jeep road, yeah, and there's like yeah. two different lines. That was seven. The, the first lap, yep, the left was, line was seven. pretty good. And, yeah. Yep. That, the second lap, hill seven, I must have spent 20 minutes there. It was horrible. Really? Yeah. I I made for me surprisingly I made it up clean both times. Both laps cuz I only got two laps. Well, shocker. Or well, I made I two got, laps. Ranger um and and he gave me a fist bump. So <laughs> <laughs> he him him and I he followed me for a while. I was like, "Nick, you want to go by me?" and it was on the switchbacks when he lapped me. And uh he was like, "No, I'm good. You just hang out there for a minute." I was like, "Okay." Word. Well, but I don't know. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, so apparently Nick uh, Ferringer, he, he kind of, he ran away um, for the first couple of laps and then toward, I, I guess he was, I don't know if he was conserving energy or having a little bit of trouble, but Quinn Winsel caught him on the last lap and they kind of had a, ba- oh, a yeah. back and forth cat and mouse kind of finish. And um, Nick just barely pulled off the win uh, over Quinn. So the two Sherco uh, factory one team USA riders um, taking the top two spots. Oh, absolutely. And it was when they lapped me, it was their third lap. My second lap, Nick had a big lead. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know what he did on his fourth lap. And they were actually, I think stuck on the same hill. The hill seven you talked about yep. is what they were catting and mousing. And then Nick pulled a good one. Um, and you know, Nick's national enduro caliber single track guy. So I think that the fast stuff benefits him. And, and I think both of their fitness is getting up there. And Nick, I think just was a little more crafty and, uh, got it on him. And I think you saw this firsthand, but Nick coming across oh the my God. was a little erratic. <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you say? Let's, let's hear it. I, I was, I was standing well, there. I, I cross finish and I, I think I was talking to Jason Hooper who scored the race, the, the full gas timing guy. And um, here yeah. comes Nick. And I don't know if he did a, he did, he did like a power slide wheelie into a giant log <laughs> and was, he was swapping the <laughs> rear end. And I mean, his eyes were wide cause I thought he was going to kill himself. And I think he thought he was going to kill himself. Yeah, he did. So, unfortunately, my GoPro had died by that time, or I would have had some pretty crazy footage. But, um, and I, I think he somehow managed to just sling mud all over the entire crowd and everybody's van. It was hilarious. Yeah. Well, and then Quinn was right behind him. I mean, like, by the time I figured out that that was Nick out of control and got over there to you two were talking, here comes Quinn. So, I mean, yeah. they were, I mean, 
I, I don't even know if a minute apart. And, and then third place was our boy Chuck Delula, um, that the ageless no. wonder. He just, I mean, he's a freaking beast, man. Well, and he got a better start than me. I'm, I'm going to give it to him. The, the old man got the jump. <laughs> And then he, he, he slid fall sideways around Amazing. the first. Yeah, he didn't fall asleep. So he got sideways around the first corner, and I thought I was going to just T-bone him and put him on the ground. I was like, I'll never hear that. <laughs> and somehow did not hit him. And then he never saw him again after the Enduro cross track. And then before we got to Graham's bulge, he was down on this off camber, like way down there. And I was like, Chuck, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I just messed up. So we get to Graham's bulge. And and we're together. And then he just happens to make it up one little spot, and I never yep. saw him again. And I'm like, I, he, I don't, I don't understand. Like he's just relentless. He's, he's never going over his head, but he never yep. slows down. He's just always moving forward. And that's one of the keys to this hard enduro thing. Yep. Unless you're freaking Nick Ferringer, Quinn Winslow. I mean, you got to just keep moving. You don't have to go that fast, but you got to keep moving. Well, and, and one thing I like, so the course at the Groundhog was a five-mile loop. So it wasn't that long. We, we ended up hitting some, some decent traffic, but it was some good hard sections with not a lot of fluff in the middle. And sometimes I like <laughs> the fluff to catch my breath and get my heart rate down. But, but then it was, all right, you know, you got a little single track, hill climb, little single track, good downhill, good uphill. Hard hill climb. So I, I don't know if I know we've talked about it, but it's been what three how, weeks. How since different then. would that race have been? Um, that five miles had it been dry. Oh, I think it would have been. I think the eh, it would have been significantly different. Like every, I mean, it's like right. TKO this yeah. past year. You know, we we talked about it in the Rob Moan interview with Jarrett beating us at TKO. It was a hard hair scramble. Not no a offense, true Jarrett. Hard we know you can ride it. No offense. Yeah, we know you can ride faster than us, but let's if we have to push a bike up a hill, I'm talking. I can Will push better than Jared. I'm old. <laughs> yeah, we're how about we're craftier. <laughs> so, but no, it was it was a quality race and it was funny. So I came around, I finished my second lap, and the way they did it at the Groundhog is you had three hours to finish your lap. So if you came around on your second lap and you had thirty minutes. You know, it was two hours and thirty minutes. Clearly, you weren't. That was my situation. Lap. And yep. <clears throat> so I don't remember when I came through, and I was like, "Well, you know what? This might be our last race for a while. Right? I'm going to keep going. Might as well just just because." And and it turned out, unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at. Um, and again, we did this podcast in pretty much complete reverse <laughs> order of what we were thinking, and uh, it's we're back to no well, races on what, the schedule. For April and one more thing about the Groundhog. So they have they have the Davy Mountain bonus run afterwards. And um so the first race, you know, is kind of the main event. And then um the the big the big money goes to the top three there. But there's a five hundred dollar check for the winner of the bonus run, which is basically what is it, a half mile of vertical elevation change or it's something insane. Yep. It's just up this yep. really quick Paralon Hill that looks really easy, but it's not, man. It's just like this loose shale, oh, yeah. slick mud. But um, Jason – Roots, roots. Jason Gilliland rocks. out of North Carolina, <laughs> he, he takes home the um, the $500, beating out guys like Russell Bobbitt and Nick Ferringer and Quinn Winsell and some, some really good dudes. So 
get on Jason. I mean, that's awesome. Yep. Well, and if you guys, if you're listening to this, you probably know Russell Bobbitt. He put the his helmet cam footage of it. Oh, he yeah. gets the whole shot. And he is ripping until they get to like one of the major. Oh, but he gaps that Jeep road on this. Oh, and he did, but then he <laughs> stopped, and you just see carnage. And here comes Gilliland, and he just, you know, they were all doing what you have to do to get up a hill. Sometime is switchbacks back and forth, do a little pushing, and he happened to get freed up, and you know, it. He wasn't in the lead because, like I said, Bobbitt had the whole shot by a mile. I mean, he was ripping, and. uh but Jason Gilliland, congrats to him. I know Kef James is. Yeah, who won it last year? Hey, good on Jason. Oh, I um, I don't remember. I, I think Quinn think so, might have won it. Quinn won the the first race, and and, and we can somebody, yes, yeah, like somebody main co- comment who won the Davy Mountain bonus run. Um, if you're the first person to comment who won that in 2019, we'll send you a sticker. Ooh, or a shirt. Um, what about a shirt? We won't send you, sir. Yeah, we've got to print some shirts while we're um, having this downtown right now. So, yeah, Label Industries, Michael Branding, we need to give you a call and, and talk about a new design for 2020. Yeah, we need shirts and we need some hats. We've been talking about hats, Michael. What? Uh, yeah, let us know <laughs> what kind of hat you like. Do you like flat bills? Do you like um, yep. trucker hats? Um, do you like the uh, just a baseball kind of ball cap? What do you all like? I like I like the baseball. I don't want to have to tuck my ears into yeah, a flat. Yeah, me and you are different. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. So I don't know why everyone <laughs> thinks we're the same. So might as well at least maybe right we on. can have different hats. All right. Well, <clears throat> um, that's. I think that's it. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty impressed in, that we've stretched this out as long as we have, since there's absolutely nothing to talk about. Thir- well, I we haven't done a podcast since. We've officially signed on to do the media coverage. No, and, and that's the thing. We were we were going to do all the media coverage for the um, the American Hard Enduro, or excuse me, the AMA East Extreme <laughs> yeah. brought to you by Sherco Hair Scramble events. Um, yeah, we're doing all the media coverage for that, but obviously we were going to do a podcast yep. before the first one, which was Revlimiter. When it got delayed, it's like, well, um, no need to do a podcast. So, um, yeah, we're, we're just going to – I guess take it as it comes. Hopefully it, it comes sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, we all just want to go racing. I think like every sports fan out there, what, baseball, I mean, I, I can't think not to get off topic, but NCAA basketball tournament, like all those college seniors that it's like, oh, the tournament's canceled. Sorry, you graduate. Yeah. I mean. Bummer. Oh, uh, especially if you had like a really good team. So it's unfortunate on so many levels and it's even worse if you have a family member who's been affected yeah, for sure. by this um so but a way to bring the podcast yeah down drew downer on that thanks a lot bud yeah well it is what it is so on a positive note we will be racing hopefully july 4th uh hopefully may what 16th 17th yeah let's Madness. do it um all right. Well, I guess that's it. Podcast is this number? I two think so. I'm, I'm just all discombobulated right now. I have no idea what's going on. Um, oh my god. Yeah, I, I've never spent this much time around my house. It's I have a feeling it's going to be the saddest me. April first ever. No one's going to be wanting to pull any jokes. It's just, hey, 
Now, hey, tell everyone <laughs> what you're doing to your kids. Are you really going to do it? I, I saw this on a group text. My, my plan is to wake them up in the morning at 6, 11, which is normally when I wake them up when we're going to school and, and just start making breakfast. Be like, kids, get your clothes on. And get your backpacks get your backpacks. ready. Get in the car. It's time to go to school. And just see how long I can carry it on before they're like, what are you talking about, Dad? So I've got a six, six and a ten year old. So kindergarten and fourth grade. So, um. <laughs> well, is, is Deborah is Deborah your wife? It's on mostly board, just, just me. You solo. She thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, I. Yeah, well, my my wife has to work tomorrow, so she'll be getting up at four thirty. I may just do it just for fun, and I need to go to work anyway. And luckily, my kids can just mm-hmm. ride around in the truck with me uh, to do my work tomorrow. So I may just do there it. There you to go. Get my day where, where are you headed? Oh. Uh, I'll be in Sevierville tomorrow. So if anybody if anybody needs anything, I'll be hitting the KTM shop on the way home. I need a shifter after our ride. Um, <laughs> I broke the tip off my shifter, which was was quite dramatic. But oh well, we saw Nick try that splat how many times he, while I was literally. I saw that stuff. that Sherco defy gravity. <laughs> it was quite amazing. I I, I, I don't oh. know if I have GoPro footage of it, but I really think I do. So we'll we'll try to post that up too in the near future. Yeah, we need to. Did Blake did Blake get your card today? Yeah, Blake got my card. So he's stuff. a lot better about actually taking footage and putting it than I am. Oh. All right. Well, hopefully you guys uh stand by for hopefully some of that. And I'm sure most of you hopefully will listen to this tomorrow, which will be April first, which will be sign up for uh Yeah, Tough Like Roar, sign up, eight o'clock roar.org it's super easy get on there all right guys hey thank you for listening and yep. hopefully we'll stay have safe out there soon. and we'll see you on the trail later all right see you guys hello hello what's up drew kirby hey nice talking to you yeah hey guys this is the uh march 31st 2020 american hard enduro podcast this is Will Preston. I'm here with Drew Kirby. What's going on, Drew? Oh, man. Living the dream in so many ways and not in so many others. It's kind of a nightmare, actually, isn't it? I go back and forth. I've gotten so much done around the house, like my honeydew list that I normally never get done because of dirt bikes and life. You know, I've got a lot of stuff done around the house, but I'd rather be riding my dirt bike and not teaching my kids how to do addition and subtraction. Yeah, we, we've been going over Manifest Destiny today, and uh, I'd, I'd forgotten about the whole Thomas Jefferson, uh, the, the goal of the Easterners trying to move west across the U.S., but I could tell you all about it right now. Yeah, let, let's not, because I want to talk dirt bikes, not COVID-19 or home arrest or whatever the shelter in place, safer at home we're on. Yeah, and, and I think right now it would be appropriate. I'm gonna ha- I'm open up this cold beer. Yes. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to go straight Brian Pierce seat time. Oh, oh, got it. Got it. Ooh, I got one. What are, you, what are you drinking, Drew? That sounded okay. good. So my company is based out of Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, my field tech came down today and brought me some West, West Six Brewing uh, IPA. So it's my favorite beer, and I'm excited because he also sent me a thing that their governor closed all liquor stores effective tonight at midnight. Well, I think that the border between Kentucky and Tennessee just got shut down, didn't it? Uh, he's, their governor is like, Tennessee's not doing anything. You guys just 
travel with caution, kind of like Florida's doing. I mean, I-95 out of, I think it was Georgia or Alabama is a train wreck right now. Tennessee's just a bunch of hellions. Well, you know, I don't don't even know where to start. Let's talk dirt bikes. All right. We haven't done a podcast. Let's do one. Yeah, and I'm drinking an Oscar Blues Winnie. It's a uh, a one hundred calorie hazy IPA. Trying to watch my girlish figure. Oh well, I've given up. I'm just I've, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, I'm off the rails at this point. Yeah, what are you training for right now? Uh, not to be fatter. I don't know. I mean, uh, we're for the future. I mean, April. I don't know. Where do we want to start? Do we just want to rip rip the bandaid off and start talking about it? Well, first of all, this Hard Enduro, American Hard Enduro podcast is brought to you by Motolab um, Suspension. If you go to motolabdirtbikes.com, you can check out what those guys do. Um, Rob Kosler, he's the main man down there at Motolab. And, I mean, they're suspension tuning experts. They advertise a three-day turnaround. Um, they're, I think they're mostly KTM, Husqvarna, um Cherco, you know they, they do most of the hard enduro type bikes but but rob he rides the gnarly stuff so he kind of he knows what it's all about well and i know he's worked with some big names in the past from what i've heard is that correct right yeah still there drew I, I lost you for a second all right Come on I said back. I kn- am i back can you hear me you're back all right i know he's worked with some big names in the past is that correct yeah, um, I think he used to work at Stillwell, and back in the Cody Webb beta days, I'm pretty sure those guys worked together. Um, I, I mentioned the name to Cody a few months back, and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember him. So, um, you know, that, that's, you know, hey, if he's worked on Cody's suspension, he's, he's probably pretty good, right? All right, well, I'm going to have to give him a shout and uh, see what he can do for us. All right, and, and if, if y'all are all wondering what the heck – me and Drew are doing talking on the phone instead of just recording this in my office. <laughs> we are social distancing because we both have little kids that, um, you know, we're not trying to get them sick and get the, the other, the, our better half sick and yada, yada, yada. So y'all know the drill. Yeah. And it's not near as much fun to do it over this. Cause obviously like we just had a technical difficulty and, and like Will said, our better halves, mine's a nurse, and she's really worried about bringing stuff home. So we're trying to – we've got the Kirby house on lockdown pretty tight at the moment. <coughs> so, yeah. Well, we're, I mean, we've been pretty locked down, but we're, we're still um, – I don't know. We, we had a dirt bike ride this weekend, didn't we, Drew? Oh, we did. We did. And it was – what was it? This sunny in 75 in Tennessee, not raining. Actually, it rained in the morning, but by yeah. the time we were riding, it was done. And probably one of the most fun days I've had in the woods in a long time. And, you know, I'm jumping ahead on what we we're going to talk about. But That's all right. it, it was it was just a great day. And, you know, are you guys out there riding? I mean, uh, what are we doing? Are, are we allowed to ride? Are we not allowed to ride? I, I don't see why we can't. I mean, as long as we're not, you know <clears> – <throat> you know, sharing our PB and J's with each other and drinking out of each other's, you know, USW hydration packs. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the main comment of the day. I don't want to share your camel back. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously don't get hurt because none yeah. of us want to go to the hospital right now. So maybe, you know, back it yeah. off a little bit. Um, I didn't wear a chest protector this weekend, but I probably should have. Um, oh. I, I don't know. Um, but the, I, I think 
the main thing for me right now is I'm trying to stay sane. I need to ride yeah. my dirt bike. Yes. I, I need to ride some hard stuff. So that, well, that and, helped. And and it was a great ride. It was myself, Will, Blake Terry, and we had Nick Farringer passing through town. And it was just so good to get out in the woods. And I actually wore a chest protector because I don't leave home without it just because of my past history. And my wife told me before I left, do not get hurt. You cannot go to the ER. So yeah. there were several times when I, I – I started to pick the speed up and I, I normally I never consider getting hurt. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to slow it back down. No reason. And we're not trying to prove anything. So, well, for once I, for once I used better judgment. And, and speaking of Blake Terry, um, he's our film guy and Blake has really started to pick it up riding the hard, you know, the hard stuff. So, um, I mean, he, he's, he's hanging right in there now. He he is, and we did. It's probably our hardest trail. We call it the Grotto, and uh, he's been wanting it. And uh, we gave it to him, and he, he made it out the other side. And and even Nick after the Grotto was like, "Whoa, that that might have been a yeah. bit much." But well, Nick had been, and, Nick and had I, been riding for days, so yeah, he'd spent the last two days riding with Jordan Jordan Ashburn and mountain biking. So he was a little tired coming into the day, but. It, it was really interesting because here in Tennessee, a lot of times in the water, the rocks have traction right on the edge of the water in the, you know, dry areas is the slick spot. But if the rocks were underwater, they were the slickest things ever. And we got some flat rocks at the end of the grotto that I fell three times. You fell what? Two or three. And we, like we saw, yeah, well, we, we saw, we, we saw Nick Farringer fall a couple of times. Never in my life have I seen Nick Farringer on the ground, and I was so happy to see it. Yeah, sorry, we were. Nick. We, yeah, sorry, Nick. We, we, we were kind of laughing a little bit, and we were, we were. Pr- How about we were proud? We weren't laughing. Yeah, it was. It was a happy moment. It was a proud moment. Yeah, but but all in all, it it, it ranks up there with one of my favorite days on a dirt bike. Just seeing what Nick can do and having Blake make it up the grotto. Um, and just getting, like you said, sanity, getting out of the house. Yeah, and, and take, taking it back to that whole don't get hurt, um, you know, whatever comment. On Saturday, me and my son went mountain biking at Baker Creek, and there's yep. some down, downhill trails there. And a, and a grown man got hurt pretty bad. Um, I think he broke a bone in his face, and he, and he, he looked like he had a collarbone and, and possibly some ribs. And so I was one of the ones that tried to help him get down the – the hill, you know, we're only talking four or 500 feet of vertical elevation, but still pretty big, pretty big hill for, you know, a, a non lift served downhill trail yeah. Anyways, in, a, in downtown Knoxville. Yeah. So I made a couple more laps and as we were leaving, I, you know, we go by the ambulance and I can see him in there and he's pretty beat up. He's pretty bloody. And then, you know, we get changed into our street clothes and, you know, do our thing and, and we're about to pull out. And I see the guy walking back to his buddies, all bandaged, bandaged up with a <laughs> sling with his, a tourniquet around his head. And it's like, yeah, they're, they're not taking the dude to the hospital. It's just like, sorry, bud, you, you got to deal with it. So, yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy. It is. And I mean, it's, it's a true uh, problem and it's uh, what we're going through, you know, un unheard of times right now. I mean, I've obviously never, I'm almost 40. I've never lived through anything like this and hopefully don't have to again. All right. Enough about terrible news. Um, Yes. All right. So I I guess sign up for tough, like roar is coming up like 
it is April 1st. It's April Fool's Day. It's within a few hours yep. of probably when people are going to hear this podcast. So go to Roar.org. Yep. Get signed up. We know you haven't spent your money on any other race lately. So just go <laughs> ahead, sign up. Um, July yep. 4th weekend. It, it's going to be awesome. So saying that, here's a quick little interview with Mr. Rob Mo. Yeah, check it out. You get all the details. Boom. So, okay, I'll cut it right there. Yep. And we'll cut back in and say, all right, that was awesome. Rob giving us all the good information about Tough Like Roar. Go sign up, roar.org. What do you think, Drew? Well, I think the, the you know, obviously a lot of good information there. And don't don't hesitate to sign up because, like he said in the interview, you can't get a refund if for some reason they have to postpone or cancel. And honestly, personally, I think that's going to be our first race of the 2020 Sherco AMA East Extreme Series. Sadly, um, I thoughts? agree. With, yes, sadly, I have to agree with you. I, I think Enduro Fest is going to get canceled, which is obviously a West race. Yep. Not canceled. I think they'll get postponed. And then I yeah, think postponed. I'm afraid Mad Moose is going to get postponed possibly canceled i mean they're dealing with so many more restrictions than most races just because of the season up in freaking upper upper michigan is very compressed so i don't know one thing one thing you know we've got an outline for this podcast and it's already gone all off the rails so (laughs) we'll just skip it around (laughs) yeah well so what obviously rev limiter was supposed to be this past weekend i thought i would be just getting back in town on this well, I would have gotten back yesterday, but it's been postponed. Um, obviously, every one of these races in the East Series and the West Series is leading up to TKO, the Grand Champion. So we've got a limited window to squeeze everything in, and now that window has gotten compressed. Um, so so I, we should we should do like an April Fool's Day show and just talk about how the Rev Limiter went and, and just make up all this stuff. I think the I think the podcast listeners would love it. <laughs> <laughs> we would sound dumber than normal. <laughs> but so what I, I mean, I foresee, like I said earlier, I think we're a ways off from things resuming back to normal. And, you know, best case, we get to run the Mad Moose in mid-May, maybe the Rev Limiter early June, mid-June, and then go That'd back. That'd be awesome. I, mean, I, love, in, in I my, love that scenario. Yeah, or in, in my mind, a perfect world, just because of the weather up north, Mad Moose gets pushed back a little bit to early August. June. Uh, yeah. I was thinking early June. Yeah. And then, right. then we get a month off till Tough Like Roar, but I don't know where Rev Limiter comes into that because one thing you've got to think about, Rev Limiter was supposed to be a East okay, and a West there. race. Well, no, East and West combined. Right. It was not just an East. So we've got to – personally, I think we've got to get the Rev Limiter in there somewhere, which – you know, it's 12 hours for us. It's probably more for other people, but that's a substantial distance. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. And, and, you know, I know a lot of things like ISDE has just said, we're done this year. We're going to move it to really. I heard that. Yeah. ISDE's done Jeez. the Olympics. Well, the summer yeah, Olympics, that's, that's not that important. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On, on the motorcycle scale. So it's, oh, it's just, it's crazy times. And I'm sure you guys are tired of, freaking hearing about it but that's kind of what we're looking that's at. about all we got um, to talk about so sorry y'all yeah and then what else uh the island hard enduro was is postponed yeah that was coming um, up in the next couple weeks 
Yeah, the the only thing I had, sadly, not sadly enough, but on my schedule still still was the sear spring chicken. Can't talk yeah. on April twenty fifth. Um, and and it looks like they might move venues, right? Um, from I think it was somewhere outside of Birmingham down to the Holly Tree uh, property. So that, you know we might still be able to do something, which would be awesome. I'm going to be surprised if that one happens, just because the state of Alabama is. I've, I've heard they they're going to impose some no more than ten people gathering at a time. But hey, okay. hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, I mean, come on. Dirt bikers are immune to this, right? No, I don't know. I mean, we've been through a lot, and I just everyone we want everyone to be safe and healthy. That's the bottom line, and yeah, we'll do what we can to do our part. I I don't want to, and I want to go ride my dirt bike. Well, and, and going down the list, I got an email from Matt Musgrove um, that I guess they had a, a ride day or something coming up. Maybe it was a hill hill okay. climb in two weeks that they've postponed, and then. There was a blurb in there about the May 1st through 3rd Enduro Fest um, was at this point was still on, but it was up in the air. So it didn't sound real hopeful to me, but um, that being right on the Nevada, California border, I, I can't imagine that there'll be, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe there's COVID will be finished out there by then, but you know, just, just yeah, something else to seemed, think about. It seemed like they were, yeah, they were a little ahead of everything as in the, right getting things going out there for sure. Well, all right. I, I guess moving on, um, I am setting up a 2020 Husqvarna TE 300 I right now. And I don't know what I'm doing. I have no clue about this <laughs> TPI stuff. So if anyone has set up a bike like this, tell me what you did. Um, uh, you know, sprocket, size um did you i mean yeah gearing gearing, yeah gearing exactly um did you do anything to give it more low in or are you happy with what it is um you put a different pipe on it i know you can't change the carb but um is there you can you can buy a thousand dollar ecu so you can tune it if you want yeah do i need to do that i have no idea well and and it's new to both of us because I had a 19 TPI bike and I did not like it. And I, we, we were both sticking with our 2018 300s and you came across a, a Husky TE 300. So anybody out there, if you have any suggestions for Will or, you know, we'll kind of keep you updated on what he's doing and uh, how it's going and how he likes it. Cause I don't think you've ridden the bike really since you've uh set it up for yourself no you? and it's got a lowering kit on it <coughs> so um I've, I've never ridden a bike with a lowering kit i'm not very i am vertically challenged let's just say that so um <laughs> i've always run a low seat and then i guess the new husky linkage bikes obviously all huskies are linkage but i, I think they're a little bit lower anyways and then you add the lowering kit um which Interestingly enough, Rob Cosler with Moto Lab installed the lowering kit, so um, he's trying to help me work through that. But uh, picking the bike back up, I think on Thursday, and um, we will uh, we'll see how it goes. What are you doing on Friday? Uh, unfortunately, I think I'm trying to get <laughs> stuff out of my dad's house. So, ah, oh, well. Yeah, I would say let's go ride, but if you need help with that, I will also be down to help. Right on. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's um, going to be an active so, weekend regardless. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, so let's go on a positive note. Let's go back to the last race we had. We haven't even done a podcast, haven't talked about it. I had a lot of fun unexpectedly, and I guess unfortunately, maybe you got to join in uh, for the Groundhog Extreme at the Rock Crusher Farm. Yeah, I, I, the, I guess spring break got canceled. We were going to Colorado, and they pretty much shut down the entire state of Colorado, so we couldn't go. <laughs> so at 11 p.m. the night before the Groundhog, I decided to – actually, I washed my motorcycle because it was still dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, hey, how fresh was your tire? Let's hear Threw that. Threw it in my van with a with a freaking. I mean, it had one good edge. The braking edge was still good. I didn't even flip it around. I should have. But drove straight down to Rock Crusher, put it on the starting line, and you know, I had a good time. I didn't have a good race, but I had a good time. It was, and in typical groundhog fashion, it was. It wasn't that cold, but it was a very heavy mist <laughs> that had been been preceded by a heavy rain the night before. I mean, what, a couple inches of rain? Uh, I have um, no idea. It, it was a mess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, the funny thing was the um, Graham's Gorge, or whatever it's called, was yep. the best traction I've ever seen there. So what is, what well, is normally the, the slickest spot, we just rode right up. Am I wrong? Well, well so, no, some people did. <laughs> some people did. So let's back up. I was actually, I, we took a little family vacation. It was the end of my spring break for my family and kids. We're in different counties. Will, it was the start of his spring break. So we went down to that corner of North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee a couple days early. So got down to the track, walked Graham's Gulge, and I said, this is the slickest it's ever been. And then the year before, I couldn't make it up it. I mean, I finally made it with help, but it was miserable. And so I was, I was, I don't want to say I was scared, but I was very worried we wouldn't make it up it. Um, and so backing up to the start, it's a dead engine hair scramble start. <laughs> you know, we're, what was there, 25, 30 bikes wide? Yeah. And that, the, and, the, the, they have gold, silver, and bronze in the seer races. So yeah. we're both on the gold yeah. line. Yeah, and I think you were next yeah, to me, right? Yeah, they pulled right up next to you. Yeah. Normally, we're on opposite yeah. ends. So, I was like, I'm going to go start next to yeah, Drew. Just, <laughs> yeah, so we we get there, and, and Adam uh, Adam McCluskey, who runs a Rock Crusher farm, always does a good job, except for this one time, in my personal opinion. But it turns <laughs> out I'm wrong. I think we were he, both wrong. He blows the horn. He blows the horn, and he's like, all right, cut your motors two minutes. And so, we're sitting there, and I'm getting my GoPro on and checking my watch and my goggles. And all of a sudden, I'm looking down, and I hear the horn go. I didn't hear 10 seconds. I didn't hear anything. Nope. Did, you, did you hear? Okay, no. so I went, back, I went back and looked at my GoPro, and I actually see you drinking out of your camelback <laughs> when I take off. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like. <laughs> yeah, did, you, were, you, were, you didn't have your hands on the handlebars. No, I, I do like, I have my little <laughs> customary, you know, 30 seconds before the start, yeah. you know, whatever, but. No, it, it was awful. Uh, yeah, so long story short, we both got not great starts. And I, I, so the, we, we, I took more roost between the starting line and the second turn mm. than I did the entire race. It was unreal how much roost I took. <laughs> yeah, and again, it was very wet and muddy, and it was, it was a very good start. He added, um, like I said, dead engine hair scramble start. I think there was 25 of us. Um, went into a big left-hand turn, through a creek, up and down some hills. And it was muddy and lots of roost, but it it, sing, it 
it spread us out a little bit before the enduro cross track. Yeah, and the enduro cross um, track when I got there was carnage. <laughs> it was carnage. <laughs> yes, it was. Drew Dobbs apologized for taking me out, and I was like, "You didn't take me out, and I think he took you out." I don't even. Know. I, I, Apparently, we're the same person. Somehow. Yeah, we're we're drill. If if y'all don't know. Yeah. All right. So after the enduro cross, there's probably two and a half miles of single track before you get to Graham's Gulch. Um, but before that, there were some cool over under bridges. Um, oh yeah, those are cool. So all that was good. But by the time we get to Graham's Gulch, it was kind of a typical bottleneck. But if you had a little bit of momentum, you could go up it, mm-hmm. and and it was nice, like you said. And I got there, and Corey Buttrick was in front of me, and I saw him go three quarters of the way up one of these rocks, start going backwards, and crash really hard. <laughs> and he he said he ended up behind the entire uh, gold class. Yeah, I in that one I, section, I caught him in. I don't know if I passed him, but I, I definitely caught him and kind of pushed him along. I was cheering for him. I'm like, come on, Corey. But yeah, and he, so his first lap, he said it was rough. I talked to him after the race and he caught me after the Enduro cross track on our second lap. And we rode a bunch of that single track together and then got to Graham's Gulge. And I ended up with him and Russell Bobbitt. Um, and then he made it out and, and we kind of got hung up and he ended up coming all the way back to fourth place, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. That's, that's a solid ride after having such a, a yeah. horrible, I mean, not a horrible, but a, a rough uh, no, three was, miles. No, if, if we had him on the podcast, he would admit his first lap was horrible. He goes, I forgot how to ride. I was like, was it that or your tire? Or your what? Bib? He said, no, I just, ah, he, it must've gotten broken in. On that's the what I lap. said. He, he finally broke yeah. it in about mile five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He beat he beat the you know what out of it and it started working. Well, okay, so so Graham's bulge or whatever it is was not that horrible. <laughs> the 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 next yep. the switchbacks were pretty pretty gnarly, but well they added they added that section like that we'll call it the dry creek yeah after the goal or the bulge and then the switchbacks. So go ahead. Well, what I was gonna say was for me where I think I lost the most time was on that one hill climb right next to the Davy Mountain bonus run. Is that hill seven or hill ten? Um, was it the one with the rock before it? Uh, the, or the one that was like the, the horsepower? Horsepower, you're on that like Jeep road yeah, and there's like yeah. two different lines. That was seven. The the first lap, yep, the left was, line was seven. pretty good. And yeah. Yep. That the second lap, hill seven. I must have spent 20 minutes there. It was horrible. Really? Yeah. I I made for me surprisingly I made it up clean both times. Both laps cuz I only got two laps. Well, shocker. Or well, I made I two got, laps. Ranger um and and he gave me a fist bump. So <laughs> <laughs> he him him and I he followed me for a while. I was like, "Nick, you want to go by me?" and it was on the switchbacks when he lapped me. And uh he was like, no, I'm good. You just hang out there for a minute. I was like, okay. Word. Well, but I don't know. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, so apparently Nick uh, Ferringer, he, he kind of – he ran away um, for the first couple of laps and then toward – I guess he was – I don't know if he was conserving energy or having a little bit of trouble, but Quinn Winsel caught him on the last lap, and they kind of had a back, oh, yeah. back and forth – cat and mouse kind of finish and um nick just barely pulled off the win uh, over quinn so the two sherco uh factory one team usa riders um taking the top two spots oh absolutely and it was when they lapped me it was their third lap my second lap nick had a big lead 
Yeah. And uh, and I don't know what he did on his fourth lap. And they were actually, I think, stuck on the same hill. The hill seven you talked about yep. is what they were catting and mousing. And then Nick pulled a good one. Um, and, you know, Nick's national enduro caliber single track guy. So I think that the fast stuff benefits him. And, and I think both of their fitness is getting up there. And Nick, I think, just was a little more crafty and uh, got it on him. And I think you saw this firsthand, but Nick coming across oh the my God. was a little erratic. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Let's, let's hear it. I, I, was, I was standing well, there. I, I cross-finish, <clears throat> and I, I think I was talking to Jason Hooper, who scored the race, the, the full-gas timing guy. And um, here yeah. comes Nick, and I don't know if he did a he – did, he did like a power slide wheelie into a giant log <laughs> – and was he was swapping the <laughs> rear end, and I mean his eyes were wide because I thought he was going to kill himself, and I think he thought he was going to kill himself. Yeah, he did. So <laughs> unfortunately, my GoPro had died by that time, or I would have had some pretty crazy footage. But um, and I, I think he somehow managed to just sling mud all over the entire crowd and everybody's van. It was hilarious. Yeah, well, and then Quinn was right behind him. I mean, like by the time. I figured out that that was Nick out of control and got over there to you two were talking. Here comes Quinn. So, I mean, yeah. they were – I mean, I, I don't even know if a minute apart. And, and then third place was our boy Chuck DeLula, um, the, the ageless oh. wonder. He just – I mean, he's a freaking beast, man. Well, and he got a better start than me. I'm, I'm going to give it to him. The, the old man got the jump. <laughs> and then he, he, he slid fall sideways around Amazing. the first – yeah, he didn't fall asleep. So he got sideways around the first corner, and I thought I was going to just T-bone him and put him on the ground. I was like, I'll never hear that. <laughs> and somehow did not hit him. And then he never saw him again after the Enduro cross track. And then before we got to Graham's bulge, he was down on this off camber, like way down there. And I was like, Chuck, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I just messed up. So we get to Graham's bulge. And and we're together. And then he just happens to make it up one little spot, and I never yep. saw him again. And I'm like, I, he, I don't, I don't understand. Like he's just relentless. He's, he's never going over his head, but he never yep. slows down. He's just always moving forward. And that's one of the keys to this hard enduro thing. Yep. Unless you're freaking Nick Ferringer, Quinn Winslow. I mean, you got to just keep moving. You don't have to go that fast, but you got to keep moving. Well, and, and one thing I like, so the course at the Groundhog was a five-mile loop. So it wasn't that long. We, we ended up hitting some, some decent traffic, but it was some good hard sections with not a lot of fluff in the middle. And sometimes I like <laughs> the fluff to catch my breath and get my heart rate down. But, but then it was, all right, you know, you got a little single track, hill climb, little single track, good downhill, good uphill. Hard hill climb. So I, I don't know if I know we've talked about it, but it's been what three how, weeks. How since different then. would that race have been? Um, that five miles had it been dry. Oh, I think it would have been. I think the yeah, it would have been significantly different. Like every, I mean, it's like right. TKO this yeah. past year. You know, we we talked about it in the Rob Moan interview with Jarrett beating us at TKO. It was a hard hair scramble. Not no a offense, true Jarrett. Hard we know you can ride it. No offense. Yeah, we know you can ride faster than us, but let's if we have to push a bike up a hill, I'm taking I can Will push better than Jared. I'm old. <laughs> yeah, we're how about we're craftier? 
<laughs> so, but no, it was, it was a quality race and it was funny. So I came around, I finished my second lap and the way they did it at the groundhog is you had three hours to finish your lap. So if you came around on your second lap and you had 30 minutes, you know, it was two hours and 30 minutes. Clearly you weren't going to finish situation. your third lap. And yep. <clears throat> so I don't remember when I came through and I was like, well, you know what? This might be our last race for a while. Right. I'm going to keep going. Might as well. Just, just because, and, and it turned out, unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at. Um, and again, we did this podcast in pretty much complete reverse <laughs> order of what we were thinking. And uh, it's, we're back to no well, races on what, the schedule for April. And one more thing about forever. the groundhog. So they have, they have the Davy Mountain okay, bonus sorry. run afterwards. Oh, yes, yes. And, um, so the first race, you know, it's kind of the main event. And then, um, the, the big, the big money goes to the top three there, but there's a $500 check for the winner of the bonus run, which is basically, what is it? A half mile of vertical elevation change or it's something insane. Yep. It's just up this yep. really quick Parallon Hill that looks really easy, but it's not, man. It's just like this loose shale, oh, yeah. slick mud, but, um, Jason roots, roots, Jason Gilliland rocks. out of North Carolina, <laughs> he, he takes home the, um, the $500 beating out guys like Russell Bobbitt and Nick Farringer and Quinn Winsel and, some some really good dudes. So get on Jason. I mean, that's awesome. Yep. Well, and if you guys, if you're listening to this, you probably know Russell Bobbitt. He put the his helmet cam footage of it. Oh, yeah. He gets the whole shot, and he is ripping until they get to like one of the major. Oh, but he gapped that Jeep road on this. Oh, and he did, but then he <laughs> stopped, and you just see carnage. And here comes Gilliland. And he just, you know, they were all doing what you have to do to get up a hill sometime is switch backs back and forth, do a little pushing. And he happened to get freed up and, you know, it, he wasn't in the lead. Cause like I said, Bobbitt had the whole shot by a mile. I mean, he was ripping and, uh, but Jason Gillen, congrats to him. I know Kef James. Is yeah. Who won it last year? Hey, good on Jason. Oh, I, um, I don't remember. I, I think Quinn think so, might have won it. Because- Quinn won the the first race, and and, and we can somebody, yes, yeah, somebody like po- comment who won the Davy Mountain bonus run. Um, if you're the first person to comment who won that in 2019, we'll send you a sticker. Ooh, or a shirt. Um, what about a shirt? We won't send you, sir. Yeah, we we got to print some shirts while we're um, having this downtown right now. So yeah, Label Industries, Michael Branding, we need to give you a call and and talk about a new design for 2020. Yeah, we need shirts and we need some hats. We've been talking about hats, Michael. What? Uh, yeah, let us know what kind of hat you like. Do you like flat bills? Do you like um, yep. trucker hats? Um, do you like the uh, just a baseball kind of ball cap? What do y'all like? I like I like the baseball. I don't want to have to tuck my ears into yeah, a flat bill. Yeah, me and you are different. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, I don't know why everyone <laughs> thinks we're the same. So might as well. At least maybe right we on. can have different hats. All right. Well, um, that's. I think that's it. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty impressed in, that we've stretched this out as long as we have, since there's absolutely nothing to talk about. Thir- well, I we haven't done a podcast since we've officially signed on to do the media coverage. No, and, and that's the thing. We were we were going to do all the media coverage for the um, the American Honduras, or excuse me, the AMA 
East Extreme, <laughs> yeah. brought to you by Sherco, Hair Scramble Events. Um, yeah, we're doing all the media coverage for that, but obviously we were going to do a podcast yep. before the first one, which was Revlimiter. When it got delayed, it's like, well, um, no need to do a podcast. So, um, yeah, we're, we're just going to, I guess, take it as it comes. Hopefully it, it comes sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, we all just want to go racing. I think, like, every sports fan out there, what – Baseball, I mean, I, I can't think not to get off topic, but NCAA basketball tournament, like all those college seniors that it's like, oh, the tournament's canceled. Sorry, you graduate. Yeah. I mean, bummer. Oh, uh, especially if you had like a really good team. So it's unfortunate on so many levels. And it's even worse if you have a family member who's been yeah, affected for sure. by this. Um, so, but a way to bring the podcast. Yeah. Down, Drew Downer. On that note. Thanks a lot, bud. Ah, well, it is what it is. So, on a positive note, we will be racing hopefully July 4th. Uh, hopefully May, what, 16th, 17th. Yeah, let's do it. Um, all right, well, I guess that's it. Podcast, is this number I two think so. I'm, I'm just all discombobulated right now. I have no idea what's going on. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I've never spent this much time around my house. It's I have a feeling it's going to be maddening. the saddest April 1st ever. No one's going to be wanting to pull any jokes. It's just – Hey, now, hey, tell everyone <laughs> what you're doing to your kids. Are you really going to do it? I, I saw this on a group text. My, my plan is to wake them up in the morning at 6.11, which is normally when I wake them up when we're going to school, and, and just start making breakfast. Be like, kids, get your clothes on. And, <laughs> Get your backpacks ready. Get in the car. It's time to go to school. (laughs) And just see how long I can carry it on before they're like, what are you talking about, Dad? So I've got a six six and a ten-year-old. So kindergarten (laughs) and fourth grade. So, um. (laughs) Well, is is Deborah your wife? It's mostly just me. She thinks I'm an idiot. (laughs) Oh, I. Yeah, well, my, my wife has to work tomorrow, so she'll be getting up at 4.30. I may just do it just for fun, and I need to go to work anyway. And luckily, my kids can just mm-hmm. ride around in the truck with me uh, to do my work tomorrow. So I may just do there it you to go. get my day started. Where are you headed? Oh, uh, I'll be in Sevierville tomorrow. So if anybody, if anybody needs anything, I'll be hitting the KTM shop on the way home. I need a shifter after our ride. Um, <laughs> I broke the tip off my shifter which was was quite dramatic but oh well we saw nick try that splat how many times he, while i was literally i saw that stuff. that shirko defy gravity <laughs> it was quite amazing i i, I, oh. I don't know if i have gopro footage of it but i really think i do so we'll, we'll try to post that up too in the near future yeah we need to did blake did blake get your card today yeah so blake got my card so he's stuff. a lot better about actually taking footage and putting it than i am oh all right. Well, hopefully you guys uh, stand by for hopefully some of that. And I'm sure most of you hopefully will listen to this tomorrow, which will be April 1st, which will be sign up for uh, – Yeah, Tough Like Roar. Roar, sign up, 8 o'clock, roar.org. It's super easy. Get on there. All right, guys. Hey, thank you for listening, and yeah, hopefully we'll have Stay safe out there, soon. and we'll see you on the trail. All right, see you guys. Hello, hello. What's up, Drew Kirby? Hey, nice talking to you.
Yeah, hey guys, this is the uh, March 31st, 2020 American Hard Enduro podcast. This is Will Preston. I'm here with Drew Kirby. What's going on, Drew? Oh man, living the dream in so many ways and not in so many others. It's kind of a nightmare actually, isn't it? I go back and forth. I've gotten so much done around the house, like my honeydew list that I normally never get done because of dirt bikes and life. You know, I've got a lot of stuff done around the house, but I'd rather be riding my dirt bike and not teaching my kids how to do addition and subtraction. Yeah, we, we've been going over Manifest Destiny today, and uh, <sighs> I'd, I'd forgotten about the whole Thomas Jefferson, uh, the, the goal of the Easterners trying to move west across the U.S., but I could tell you all about it right now. Yeah, let, let's not, because I want to talk dirt bikes, not COVID-19 or home arrest or whatever the shelter in place, safer at home we're on. Yeah. And and I think right now it would be appropriate. I'm gonna ha- I'm open at this cold beer. Yes. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna go straight Brian Pierce seat time. Oh, oh, got it, got it. Ooh, I got one. What are you What are you drinking, Drew? That sounded okay. good. So my company is based out of Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, my field tech came down today and brought me some West West Sixth Brewing uh ipa so it's my favorite beer and i'm excited because he also sent me a thing that their governor closed all liquor stores effective tonight at midnight well i think that the border between kentucky and tennessee just got shut down didn't it uh he's their governor is like tennessee's not doing anything you guys just travel with caution kind of like florida's doing i mean i-95 out of i think it was georgia or alabama is a train wreck right now Tennessee's just a bunch of hellions. Well, you know, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Let's talk dirt bikes. All right. We've got, we haven't done a podcast. Let's do one. Yeah. And I'm drinking an Oscar blues one. It's a, uh, a wonder 100 calorie hazy IPA trying to watch my girlish figure. Oh, well, I've given up. I'm just, I I mean, it's, (laughs) I'm off the rails at this point. Yeah. What are you training for right now? Uh, not to be fatter. I don't know. I mean, uh, we're for the future. I mean, April. I don't know. Where do we want to start? Do we just want to rip rip the bandaid off and start talking about it? Well, first of all, this Hard Enduro American Hard Enduro podcast is brought to you by Moto Lab um, Suspension. If you go to MotoLabDirtBikes.com, you can check out what those guys do. Um, Rob Cosler, he's the main man down there at Moto Lab, and I mean, they're suspension tuning experts. They advertise a three-day turnaround. Um, they're, I think they're mostly KTM, Husqvarna, um, Cherco. You know, they, they do most of the hard enduro type bikes. But, but Rob, he rides the gnarly stuff. So he kind of, he knows what it's all about. Well, and I know he's worked with some big names in the past from what I've heard. Is that correct? Right. Yes. You still there, Drew? Uh-oh. I lost you for a second. All right, Come on I said, back. I know, am I back? Can you hear me? You're back. All right. I know he's worked with some big names in the past. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, I think he used to work at Stillwell. And back in the Cody Webb beta days, I'm pretty sure those guys worked together. Um, I, I mentioned the name to Cody a few months back. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember him. So, um, you know, that, that's, you know, hey, if he's worked on Cody's suspension, he's, he's probably pretty good, right? All right. Well, I'm going to have to give him a shout and uh, see what he can do for us. All right. And, and if, if y'all are all wondering what the heck 
me and Drew are doing talking on the phone instead of just recording this in my office. <laughs> we are social distancing because we both have little kids that, um, you know, we're not trying to get them sick and get the, the other, the, our better half sick and yada, yada, yada. So y'all know the drill. Yeah. And it's not near as much fun to do it over this. Cause obviously like we just had a technical difficulty and, and like Will said, our better halves, mine's a nurse, and she's really worried about bringing stuff home. So we're trying to – we've got the Kirby house on lockdown pretty tight at the moment. <coughs> so, yeah. Well, we're, I mean, we've been pretty locked down, but we're we're still um, – I don't know. We, we had a dirt bike ride this weekend, didn't we, Drew? Oh, we did. We did. And it was – what was it? This sunny and 75 in Tennessee, not raining. Actually, uh, rain in the morning, but by yeah. the time we were riding, it was done. And probably one of the most fun days I've had in the woods in a long time. And, you know, I'm jumping ahead on what we we're going to talk about. But that's all right. It, it was it was just a great day. And, you know, are you guys out there riding? I mean, uh, what are we doing? Are, are we allowed to ride? Are we not allowed to ride? I, I don't see why we can't. I mean, as long as we're not, you know <clears> – <throat> you know, sharing our PB and J's with each other and drinking out of each other's, you know, USW hydration packs. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the main comment of the day. I don't want to share your camelback. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously don't get hurt because none yeah. of us want to go to the hospital right now. So maybe, you know, back it yeah. off a little bit. Um, I didn't wear a chest protector this weekend, but I probably should have. Um, oh. I, I don't know. Um, but the, um, I, I think I, the main thing for me right now is I'm trying to stay sane. I need to ride yeah. my dirt bike. Yes. I, I need to ride some hard stuff. So that, well, that and, helped. And, and it was a great ride. It was myself, Will, Blake, Terry, and we had Nick Farringer passing through town. And it was just so good to get out in the woods. And I actually wore a chest protector because I don't leave home without it just because of my past history. And my wife told me before I left, do not get hurt. You cannot go to the ER. So yeah. there were several times when I, I I started to pick the speed up and I, I normally I never consider getting hurt and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna slow it back down. No reason and we're not trying to prove anything. So Well for once I for once I used better judgment. And and speaking of Blake Terry, um he's our film guy and Blake has really started to pick it up riding the hard you know, the hard stuff. So um I mean he he's he's hanging right in there now. He he is, and we did. It's probably our hardest trail. We call it the Grotto, and uh, he's been wanting it. And uh, we gave it to him, and he, he made it out the other side. And and even Nick after the Grotto was like, "Whoa, that that might have been a yeah. bit much." But well, Nick had been, and, Nick and had I, been riding for days, so yeah, he'd spent the last two days riding with Jordan Jordan Ashburn and mountain biking. So he was a little tired coming into the day, but. It, it was really interesting because here in Tennessee, a lot of times in the water, the rocks have traction right on the edge of the water in the, you know, dry areas is the slick spot. But if the rocks were underwater, they were the slickest things ever. And we got some flat rocks at the end of the grotto that I fell three times. You fell what? Two or three. And we, like we saw, yeah, well, we, we saw, we, we saw Nick Farringer fall a couple of times. Never in my life have I seen Nick Farringer on the ground, and I was so happy to see it. Yeah, sorry, we were. Nick. We, yeah, sorry, Nick. We, we, we were kind of laughing a little bit, and we were, we were. Pr- How about we were proud? We weren't laughing. Yeah, it was, it was a happy moment. It was a proud moment. Yeah, 
but but all in all, it, it it ranks up there with one of my favorite days on a dirt bike. Just seeing what Nick can do and having Blake make it up the grotto um, and just getting, like you said, sanity, getting out of the house. Yeah, and, um, and take, taking it back to that whole don't get hurt, um, you know, whatever comment. On Saturday, me and my son went mountain biking at Baker Creek, and there's yep. some down, downhill trails there, and it – and a grown man got hurt pretty bad. Um, I think he broke a bone in his face, and he, and he, he looked like he had a collarbone and, and possibly some ribs. And so I was one of the ones that tried to help him get down the, the hill. You know, we're only talking four or 500 feet of vertical elevation, but still pretty big, pretty big hill for, you know, a, a non-lift served downhill trail. Yeah. Anyways, in, a, in downtown Knoxville. Yeah, so I made a couple more laps, and as we were leaving – I, you know, we go by the ambulance and I can see him in there and he's pretty beat up. He's pretty bloody. And then, you know, we get changed into our street clothes and, you know, do our thing and and we're about to pull out. And I see the guy walking back to his buddies, all bandaged bandaged up with a (laughs) sling, with his, a tourniquet around his head. And it's like, yeah, they're, they're not taking the dude to the hospital. It's just like, sorry, bud, you, you got to deal with it. So, yeah, um, I mean, (laughs) it's, it's crazy. It is. And I mean, it's, it's a true uh, problem and it's uh, what we're going through, you know, un, unheard of times right now. I mean, I've obviously never, I'm almost 40. I've never lived through anything like this and hopefully don't have to again. All right. Enough about terrible news. Um, yes. All right. So the, I, I guess sign up for tough, like roar is coming up. Like it is April 1st. It's April fool's day. It's, within a few hours yep. of probably when people are going to hear this podcast. So go to roar.org yep. get signed up. We know you haven't spent your money on any other race lately. So just <laughs> go ahead, sign up um, July yep. 4th weekend. It, it's going to be awesome. So saying that here's a quick little interview with Mr. Rob Moe. Yeah. Check it out. You get all the details. Boom. So, okay. I'll cut it right there. And we'll cut back in and say, all right, that was awesome. Rob giving us all the good information about Tough Like Roar. Go sign up, roar.org. What do you think, Drew? Well, I think the, the you know, obviously a lot of good information there. And don't, don't hesitate to sign up because like he said in the interview, you can't get a refund if for some reason they have to postpone or cancel. And honestly – Personally, I think that's going to be our first race of the 2020 Sherco AMA East Extreme Series. Sadly, um, what are your I thoughts? agree. With, yes, sadly, I have to agree with you. I, I think Enduro Fest is going to get canceled, which is obviously a West race. Yep, not canceled. I think they'll get postponed, and then I yeah, think postponed. I'm afraid Mad Moose is going to get postponed, possibly canceled. I mean, they're dealing with so many more restrictions than most races, just because of the season up in freaking upper, upper Michigan is very compressed. So and one thing, one thing, you know, we've got an outline for this podcast and it's already gone all off the rails. So (laughs) we'll just skip it around. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so what obviously rev limiter was supposed to be this past weekend. I thought I would be just getting back in town on this. Well, I would have gotten back yesterday, but it's been postponed. Um, obviously every one of these races in the East series and the West series is leading up to TKO, the grand champion. So we've got a limited window to squeeze everything in. And now that window has gotten compressed. 
Um, so, so I, we should we should do like an April Fool's Day show and just talk about how the Revelimeter went and and just make up all this stuff. I think the I think the podcast listeners would love it. <laughs> we would sound dumber than normal. <laughs> but so what I I mean I foresee like I said earlier I think we're a ways off from things resuming back to normal and you know best case we get to run the mad moose in mid-may maybe the rev limiter early june mid-june and then go that'd be awesome i mean i love i love that scenario yeah or in, in my mind a perfect world just because of the weather up north mad moose gets pushed back a little bit to early june Uh, i was thinking early june yeah, and then right. then we get a month off till tough like roar, but I don't know where rev limiter comes into that because one thing you've got to think about rev limiter was supposed to be a east okay, and a west there. race. Well, no, east and west combined. Right. It was not just an east. So we've got to. I, personally, I think we've got to get the rev limiter in there somewhere. Which you know, it's twelve hours for us. It's probably more for other people, but that's a substantial distance. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, and and. You know, I know a lot of things like ISDE has just said we're done this year. We're going to move it to really. I heard that. Yeah, ISDE's done Jeez. the Olympics. Well, the summer yeah, Olympics. That's, that's, that's not that important. Them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. On on the motorcycle scale, so it's oh, it's just it's crazy times, and I'm sure you guys are tired of freaking hearing about it. But that's kind of what we're looking. That's at. about all we got um, to talk about. So sorry, y'all. Yeah, and then what else? Uh, the Island Hard Enduro was is postponed. Yeah, that was coming um, up in the next couple weeks. Yeah, the the only thing I had, sadly, not sadly enough, but on my schedule still still was the Sear Spring Chicken. Can't talk yeah. on April twenty fifth. Um, and and it looks like they might move venues right um, from I think it was somewhere outside of Birmingham down to the Holly Tree. Uh, property so that, you know we might still be able to do something which would be awesome i'm gonna be surprised if that one happens just because the state of alabama is i've, I've heard they, they're gonna impose some no more than 10 people gathering at a time but hey okay. hopefully that doesn't happen um i mean come on dirt bikers are immune to this right no oh, i don't know i mean we've been through a lot and i just everyone we want everyone to be safe and healthy that's the bottom line and yeah, we'll do what we can to do our part. I'm, I don't want to, and I want to go ride my dirt bike. Well, and, and going down the list, I got an email from Matt Musgrove um, that I guess they had a, a ride day or something coming up. Maybe it was a hill, hill okay. climb in two weeks that they've postponed. And then there was a blurb in there about the May 1st through 3rd Enduro Fest um, was at this point was still on, but it was up in the air. So it didn't sound real hopeful to me, but um that being right on the Nevada, California border, I, I can't imagine that there'll be, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe there's COVID will be finished out there by then, but you know, just, just yeah, something else to think about. It seemed like they were, yeah, they were a little ahead of everything as in the right getting things going out there for sure. Well, all right. I, I guess moving on, um, I am setting up a 2020 Husqvarna TE300i right now, and I don't know what I'm doing. I have no clue about this <laughs> TPI stuff. So if anyone has set up a bike like this, tell me what you did. Um, uh, you know, sprocket, 
size? Um, did you, I mean, yeah, gearing, gearing, yeah, gearing exactly. Um, did you do anything to get it more low in or are you happy with what it is? Um, you put a different pipe on it. I know you can't change the carb, but, um, is there, you can, you can buy a thousand dollar ECU so you can tune it if you want. Yeah. To. Do I need to do that? I have no idea. Well, and, and it's new to both of us because I had a 19 TPI bike and I did not like it. And I, we, we were both sticking with our 2018 300s and you came across a, a Husky TE 300. So anybody out there, if you have any suggestions for Will or, you know, we'll kind of keep you updated on what he's doing and uh, how it's going and how he likes it. Cause I don't think you've ridden the bike really since you've uh, set it up for yourself no and it's got a lowering kit on it (coughs) so um i've never ridden a bike with a lowering kit i'm not very i am vertically challenged let's just say that so um (laughs) i've always run a low seat and then i guess the new husky linkage bikes obviously all huskies are linkage but I, i think they're a little bit lower anyways and then you add the lowering kit um which Interestingly enough, Rob Cosler with Moto Lab installed the lowering kit, so um, he's trying to help me work through that. But uh, picking the bike back up, I think on Thursday, and um, we will uh, we'll see how it goes. What are you doing on Friday? Uh, unfortunately, I think I'm trying to get <laughs> stuff out of my dad's house. So, ah, oh, well. Yeah, I would say let's go ride, but if you need help with that, I will also be down to help. Right on. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's um, going to be an active so, weekend regardless. Oh, absolutely. Well, so let's go on a positive note. Let's go back to the last race we had. We haven't even done a podcast, haven't talked about it. I had a lot of fun unexpectedly, and I guess unfortunately, maybe you got to join in uh, for the Groundhog Extreme at the Rock Crusher Farm. Yeah, I, I – the I guess spring break got canceled. We were going to Colorado and they pretty much shut down the entire state of Colorado. So we couldn't go. (laughs) So at 11 PM the night before the groundhog, I decided to actually, I washed my motorcycle because it was still dirty. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, how fresh was your tire? Let's hear that. My van with a, with a (laughs) freaking, I mean, it had one good edge. The braking edge was still good. I didn't even flip it around. I should have. But drove straight down to Rock Crusher, put it on the starting line, and, you know, I had a good time. I didn't have a good race, but I had a good time. It was. And in typical Groundhog fashion, it was – it wasn't that cold, but it was a very heavy mist (laughs) that had been been preceded by a heavy rain the night before. I mean, what, a couple inches of rain? Uh, I have Um, no idea. It it was a mess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It – the funny thing was the um, Graham's Gorge or whatever it's called was yep. the best traction I've ever seen there. So what is what well, is normally the the slickest spot? We just rode right up. Am I wrong? Well, oh, so, no, some people did. <laughs> some people. T- so let's back up. I was actually I, we took a little family vacation. It was the end of my spring break for my family and kids. We're in different counties. Will it was the start of his spring break, so we went down to that corner of North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, a couple days early. So got down to the track, walked Graham's Gulge, and I said, this is the slickest it's ever been. And the year before, I couldn't make it up it. I mean, I finally made it with help, but it was miserable. And so 
I was, I was, I don't want to say I was scared, but I was very worried we wouldn't make it up it. Um, and so backing up to the start, it's a dead engine hair scramble start. <laughs> you know, we're what was there, 25, 30 bikes wide? Yeah. And, and that the, and, the, the, they have gold, silver, and bronze in the seer races. So yeah. we're both on the gold yeah. line. Yeah. And I think you were next yeah, to me. Yeah. Right? They pulled right up next to yeah. you. Normally we're on the opposite yeah. end. So I was like, I'm going to go start next to yeah, Drew. Just, <laughs> yeah. So. We we get there and and Adam uh, Adam McCluskey who runs a rock crusher farm always does a good job except for this one time in my personal opinion but it turns <laughs> out I'm wrong I think we were he, both wrong he blows the horn he blows the horn and he's like all right cut your motors two minutes and so we're sitting there and I'm getting my GoPro on and checking my watch and my goggles and all of a sudden I'm looking down and I hear the horn go I didn't hear ten seconds I didn't hear anything nope. did you did you hear? Okay, no. so I went back. I went back and looked at my GoPro, and I actually see you drinking out of your Camelback when I take off. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> yeah, did, you were, you were, you didn't have your hands on the handle. No, I, I do like. I have my little customary, you know, thirty seconds before the start, yeah. you know, whatever. But no, it it was awful. Uh, yeah. So long story short, we both got not great starts. And I, so the, we, we, I took more roost between the starting line and the second turn mm. that I did the entire race. It was unreal how much roost I took. <laughs> yeah. And again, it was very wet and muddy and it was, it was a very good start. He added, um, like I said, dead engine hair scramble start. I think there was 25 of us, um, went into a big left-hand turn through a Creek up and down some hills and it was muddy and lots of roost, but it, it sing it, it spread us out a little bit before the enduro cross track. Yeah, and the enduro cross um, track when I got there was carnage. <laughs> it was carnage. <laughs> yes, it was. Drew Dobbs apologized for taking me out, and I was like, "You didn't take me out, and I think he took you out." I don't even. Know. I, I, Apparently, we're the same person. Somehow. Yeah, we're we're drill. If if y'all don't know. Yeah. All right. So after the enduro cross, there's probably two and a half miles of single track before you get to Graham's Gulch. Um, but before that, there were some cool over under bridges. Um, oh yeah, those are cool. So all that was good, but by the time we get to Graham's Gulch, it was kind of a typical bottleneck. But if you had a little bit of momentum, you could go up it, mm-hmm. and and it was nice, like you said. And I got there, and Corey Buttrick was in front of me, and I saw him go three quarters of the way up one of these rocks, start going backwards, and crash really hard. <laughs> and he he said he ended up behind the entire uh, gold class. Yeah, I in that one I, section, I caught him in. I don't know if I passed him, but I, I definitely caught him and kind of pushed him along. I was cheering for him. I'm like, come on, Corey. But yeah. And he, so his first lap, he said it was rough. I talked to him after the race and he caught me after the Enduro cross track on our second lap. And we rode a bunch of that single track together and then got to Graham's Gulge. And I ended up with him and Russell Bobbitt. Um, and then he made it out and, and we kind of got hung up and he ended up coming all the way back to fourth place, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. That's, that's a solid ride after having such a, a yeah. horrible, I mean, not a horrible, but a, a rough uh, no, three was, miles. No, if, if we had him on the podcast, he would admit his first lap was horrible. He goes, I forgot how to ride. I was like, was it that or your tire? Or your what? Bib? He said, no, I just, ah, he, it must've gotten broken in. On that's the what I lap. said. He, he finally broke yeah. it in about mile five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He beat he beat the you know what out of it and it started working. Well, okay, so so Graham's bulge or whatever it is was not that horrible. <laughs> the 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 next yep. the switchbacks were pretty pretty gnarly, but well they added they added that section like that we'll call it the dry creek. Yeah, 
after the goal or the bulge, and then the switchbacks. So go ahead. Well, what I was going to say was, for me, where I think I lost the most time was on that one hill climb right next to the Davy Mountain bonus run. Is that hill seven or hill ten? Um, was it the one with the rock before it? Uh, the, or the one that was like the, the horsepower? Horsepower, you're on that like Jeep road, yeah, and there's like yeah. two different lines. That was seven. The, the first lap, yep, the left was, line was seven. pretty good. And, yeah. Yep. That, the second lap, hill seven – I must have spent 20 minutes there. It was horrible. Really? Yeah. I I made for me surprisingly, I made it up clean both times. Both laps cuz I only got two laps. Well, shocker. Or well, I made I two got, laps. Ranger um and and he gave me a fist bump. So <laughs> <laughs> he him him and I he followed me for a while. I was like, "Nick, you want to go by me?" and it was on the switchbacks when he lapped me. And uh he was like, no, I'm good. You just hang out there for a minute. I was like, okay. Word. Well, but I don't know. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, so apparently Nick uh, Ferringer, he, he kind of – he ran away um, for the first couple of laps and then toward – I guess he was – I don't know if he was conserving energy or having a little bit of trouble, but Quinn Winsel caught him on the last lap, and they kind of had a back, oh, yeah. back and forth – cat and mouse kind of finish and um nick just barely pulled off the win uh, over quinn so the two sherco uh factory one team usa riders um taking the top two spots oh absolutely and it was when they lapped me it was their third lap my second lap nick had a big lead yeah and uh and i don't know what he did on his fourth lap and they were actually I think stuck on the same hill, the hill seven you talked about yep. is what they were catting and mousing. And then Nick pulled a good one. Um, and, you know, Nick's national enduro caliber single track guy. So I think that the fast stuff benefits him. And, and I think both of their fitness is getting up there. And Nick, I think, just was a little more crafty and uh, got it on him. And I think you saw this firsthand, but – Nick coming across oh the my God. was a little erratic. What <laughs> would you say? Let's let's hear it. I, I was I was standing well, there. I, I cross <coughs> finish and I, I think I was talking to Jason Hooper, who scored the race, the the full gas timing guy. And um, here yeah. comes Nick, and I don't know if he did a he did he did like a power slide wheelie into a giant log, <laughs> and was he was swapping the <laughs> rear end and. I mean, his eyes were wide because I thought he was going to kill himself. And I think he thought he was going to kill himself. Yeah, he did. So, <laughs> unfortunately, my GoPro had died by that time or I would have had some pretty crazy footage. But um, And I, I think he somehow managed to just sling mud all over the entire crowd and everybody's van. It was hilarious. Yeah. Well, and then Quinn was right behind him. I mean, like, by the time – I figured out that that was Nick out of control and got over there to you two were talking. Here comes Quinn. So, I mean, yeah. they were – I mean, I, I don't even know if a minute apart. And, and then third place was our boy Chug DeLula, um, the, the ageless oh. wonder. He just – I mean, he's a freaking beast, man. Well, and he got a better start than me. I'm, I'm going to give it to him. The, the old man got the jump. <laughs> and then he, he, he slid fall sideways around Amazing. the first – yeah, he didn't fall asleep. So he got sideways around the first corner, and I thought I was going to just T-bone him and put him on the ground. I was like, I'll never hear that. <laughs> and somehow did not hit him. And then he 
I never saw him again after the enduro cross track. And then before we got to Graham's bulge, he was down on this off camber, like way down there. And I was like, Chuck, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I just messed up. So we get to Graham's gulge and, and we're together. And then he just happens to make it up one little spot and I never yep. saw him again. And I'm like, I, he, I don't, I don't understand. Like he's just never relentless. The whole he's, day. he's never going over his head, but he never yep. slows down. He's just always moving forward. And that's one of the keys to this hard enduro thing. Yep. Unless you're freaking Nick Farringer, Quinn Winslow, I mean, you got to just keep moving. You don't have to go that fast, but you got to keep moving. Well, and, and one thing I like, so the course at the Groundhog was a five-mile loop. So it wasn't that long. We, we ended up hitting some, some decent traffic, but it was some good hard sections with not a lot of fluff in the middle. And sometimes I like <laughs> the fluff to catch my breath and get my heart rate down. But, but then it was, all right, you know, you got a little single track, hill climb, little single track, good downhill, good uphill. Hard hill climb. So I, I don't know if I know we've talked about it, but it's been what three how, weeks. How since different then. would that race have been? Um, that five miles had it been dry. Oh, I think it would have been. I think the eh, it would have been significantly different. Like every, I mean, it's like right. TKO this yeah. past year. You know, we we talked about it in the Rob Moan interview with Jarrett beating us at TKO. It was a hard hair scramble. Not no a offense, true Jarrett. Hardener. We know you can ride it. No offense. Yeah, we know you can ride faster than us, but let's if we have to push a bike up a hill, I'm talking I can Will push better than Jared. I'm old. <laughs> yeah, we're how about we're craftier. <laughs> so, but no, it was it was a quality race and it was funny. So I came around, I finished my second lap, and the way they did it at the Groundhog is you had three hours to finish your lap. So if you came around on your second lap and you had thirty minutes you know, it was two hours and 30 minutes. Clearly you weren't, that was my situation. Lap. And yep. <clears throat> so I don't remember when I came through and I was like, well, you know what? This might be our last race for a while. Right. I'm going to keep going. Might as well. Just, just because, and, and it turned out, unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at. Um, and again, we did this podcast in pretty much complete reverse <laughs> order of what we were thinking. And it's, we're back to no well, races on what, the schedule for april and one more thing about the groundhog so they have they have the davy mountain bonus run afterwards and um so the first race you know is kind of the main event and then um the the big the big money goes to the top three there but there's a 500 hundred dollar check for the winner of the bonus run which is basically what is it a half mile of vertical elevation change or it's something insane. Yep. It's just up this yep. really quick Parallon Hill that looks really easy, but it's not, man. It's just like this loose shale, oh, yeah. slick mud. But um, Jason Roots, Roots, Jason Gilliland rocks. out of North Carolina, <laughs> he, he takes home the um, the five hundred dollars, beating out guys like Russell Bobbitt and Nick Farringer and Quinn Winslow and some some really good dudes. So good on Jason. I mean, that's awesome. Yep. Well, and if you guys, if you're listening to this, you probably know Russell Bobbitt. He put the his helmet cam footage of it. Oh, yeah. He gets the whole shot, and he is ripping until they get to like one of the major. Oh, but he gapped that Jeep road on this. Oh, and he did, but then he stopped, <laughs> and you just see carnage. And here comes Gilliland, and he just, you know, they were all doing what you have to do to get up a hill. Sometime is switchbacks back and forth do a little pushing and he happened to get freed up and 
you know, it he wasn't in the lead because, like I said, Bobbitt had the whole shot by a mile. I mean, he was ripping. And uh, but Jason Gillen, congrats to him. I know Kef James is. Yeah, who won it last year? Hey, good on Jason. Oh, I um, I don't remember. I, I think Quinn think so, might have won it. Quinn won the the first race, and and, and we can somebody. Yes, yeah, somebody like po- comment who won the Davy Mountain bonus run. Um, if you're the first person to comment who won that in 2019, we'll send you a sticker. Ooh, or a shirt. Um, what about a shirt? We won't send you, sir. Yeah, we've got to print some shirts while we're um, having this downtown right now. So, yeah, Label Industries, Michael Branding, we need to give you a call and, and talk about a new design for 2020. Yeah, we need shirts and we need some hats. We've been talking about hats, Michael. What? Uh, yeah, let us know what kind of hat you like. Do you like flat bills? Do you like um, yep. trucker hats? Um, do you like the uh, just a baseball kind of ball cap? What do y'all like? I like I like the baseball. I don't want to have to tuck my ears into yeah, a flat. Yeah, me and you are different. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. It's, I don't know why everyone <laughs> thinks we're the same. So, might as well at least maybe right we on. can have different hats. All right. Well, um, that's. I think that's it. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty impressed in, that we've stretched this out as long as we have, since there's absolutely nothing to talk about. Thir- well, I we haven't done a podcast since we've officially signed on to do the media coverage. No, and, and that's the thing. We were we were going to do all the media coverage for the um, the American Hard Enduro, or excuse me, the AMA. East Extreme, <laughs> yeah. brought to you by Sherco, hair scramble events. Um, yeah, we're doing all the media coverage for that, but obviously we were going to do a podcast yep. before the first one, which was Revlimiter. When it got delayed, it's like, well, um, no need to do a podcast. So, um, yeah, we're, we're just going to, I guess, take it as it comes. Hopefully it, it comes sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, we all just want to go racing. I think, like, every sports fan out there, what – Baseball, I mean, I, I can't think not to get off topic, but NCAA basketball tournament, like all those college seniors that it's like, oh, the tournament's canceled. Sorry, you graduate. Yeah. I mean, bummer. Oh, especially if you had like a really good team. So it's unfortunate on so many levels. And it's even worse if you have a family member who's been yeah, affected for sure. by this. Um, so, but a way to bring the podcast. Yeah. Down, Drew Downer. On that Thanks a lot, bud. Ah, well, it is what it is. So, on a positive note, we will be racing hopefully July 4th. Uh, hopefully, May, what, 16th, 17th? Yeah. It's madness. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Podcast is this number? I two think so. I'm, I'm just all discombobulated right now. I have no idea what's going on. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I've never spent this much time around my house. It's I have a feeling it's going to be maddening. the saddest April 1st ever. No one's going to be wanting to pull any jokes. It's just – Hey, now, hey, tell everyone <laughs> what you're doing to your kids. Are you really going to do it? I, I saw this on a group text. My, my plan is to comment. wake them up in the morning at 6.11, which is normally when I wake them up when we're going to school, and, and just start making breakfast. Be like, kids, <laughs> get your clothes on. And, <laughs> Get your backpacks backpacks. ready. Get in the car. It's time to go to school. (laughs) And just see how long I can carry it on before they're like, what are you talking about, Dad? So I've got a six six and a ten-year-old. So kindergarten (laughs) and fourth grade. So, um, (laughs) 
Well, is, is Deborah is Deborah your wife? It's mostly board, just me. You solo. She thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, I. Yeah, well, my my wife has to work tomorrow, so she'll be getting up at four thirty. I may just do it just for fun, and I need to go to work anyway. And luckily, my kids can just mm-hmm. ride around in the truck with me uh, to do my work tomorrow. So I may just do there it. There you to go. Get my day where, where are you headed? Oh, uh, I'll be in Sevierville tomorrow. So if anybody if anybody needs anything, I'll be hitting the KTM shop on the way home. I need a shifter after our ride. Um, <laughs> I broke the tip off my shifter which was was quite dramatic but oh well we saw nick try that splat how many times he, while i was literally i saw that stuff. that sure code defy gravity <laughs> it was quite amazing i i, I, oh. I don't know if i have gopro footage of it but i really think i do so we'll, we'll try to post that up too in the near future yeah we need to did blake did blake get your card today yeah so blake got my card so he's stuff. a lot better about actually taking footage and putting than i am oh all right. Well, hopefully you guys uh, stand by for hopefully some of that. And I'm sure most of you hopefully will listen to this tomorrow, which will be April 1st, which will be sign up for uh, yeah, Tough Like Roar. Roar. Sign up, 8 o'clock, roar.org. It's super easy. Get on there. All right, guys. Hey, thank you for listening. And yeah, hopefully we'll stay have safe out there and we'll see you on the trail. All right, see you guys. Hello, hello. What's up, Drew Kirby? What's up, Will? Still waiting for Robert. <clears throat> Wonderful. Yeah, I clicked on the bottom part, and it took me to, like, my own app, not the recording. All right, he's joint. Who knows? He's probably doing the same thing. Do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound very loud, but I have... I have my volume turned up, so I'll turn it down a bit. Well, you sounded loud as well, so I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe I need to yell. I will be, I will be quiet. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the basement. I've been having trouble with like my phone down here, but that's on cellular, not Wi-Fi. And you do sound like you have a little, like, I don't know, reverberation or some kind of rattle going after your voice every time you talk. Is that any better? I think so. Okay, I will. I'm on headphones, so I'm, if I'm not moving the phone around, it might help. Yeah, I think that helped. All right. Very, still very doing, good. Still doing a little bit, but not as bad. Gotcha. Hmm, where's Robert? Robert. Oh, oh. There he is. Hey, I He's on. Out. Did you <laughs> click the right, push the right button? Well, after I pushed about four of the wrong ones, I finally uh, got there. <laughs> oh, good deal. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing good. How are my uh, southern friends doing down there? We're hanging in there. We 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 finally had a sunny weekend, and it was amazing. Other than we couldn't do much. <laughs> well, yeah. up here all weekend, Saturday and Sunday, it was miserable. Oh, awesome! It was Rev Limiter weekend, so shouldn't it rain on Rev Limiter weekend? And be re- and and be really cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, well uh, hopefully they'll reschedule and uh, we can make it down there eventually. Yeah, that's the goal. Um, so this is recording, but I can edit it at any point. So um, how about I just do an introduction and then we say hello and then we start chatting. Sound good? Absolutely. All right, here we go. 
Hey guys, welcome to the American Hard Enduro podcast, um, quarantine style. I'm here with Drew Kirby and Rob Moan of Tough Like Roar. Um, what's going on, guys? Just uh, enjoying the quarantine, I guess. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I'd call it. I'd call it enjoying it, but we're uh, we're surviving it here at the Kirby household. Homeschooling has been taxing on us in Tennessee. Oh yeah. Okay, so let's just assume that the uh, Tough Like Royal race is going to take place on July 4th. Um, what have you guys been up to, Mr. Moan? Uh, well, we've been working hard. We've been working on a lot of trail. Uh, we probably added a good three and a half miles of uh, trail, and probably three of it, three miles of that, is probably about the hardest that, uh, that you guys have ridden so far. Oh my goodness. So are we talking, um, equivalent to that uphill on the second lap last year? Very similar. Yes. We actually added a little section right after that. There's in the past, there's always been the stairway to heaven. Then last year we added stairway part two. And now this year we added a stairway part three that like last year, we're going to just use on the second lap. Once things are spread out a little bit, trying not to, uh, create bottlenecks. Yeah. Sweet. I can't wait. Um, so we, when, we, when, when is sign up for tough like roar? If you know, everything stays on track. Sure. That's uh tomorrow night, tomorrow night at eight o'clock. Uh, you can go to roar.org. Uh, there should be a link there at eight o'clock to sign up. If this is not all, uh, if, let me rephrase that. If things aren't back to normal with the coronavirus and everything else, uh, we will obviously refund your money. So don't think that if you sign up and, you know, we don't have the race that we're going to keep your money because that's not the case. Uh, it is your benefit to uh, sign up early because that's how you line up for Saturday's races. If, uh, if there's 50 people in your class and you're the eighth guy in your class to sign up, you're going to be on the front row. If you're the, the 48th guy to sign up, well, you're going to be on the fifth row. And uh, those those roads will be time adjusted, of course, like they have been in the past, but you're still going to be fighting through a lot of traffic. Cool. Well, I, I see no reason not to go ahead and sign up. I mean, it's not like we've been spending our money on any other race lately. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We hope, uh, hope for a lot of people. Right on. Well, and, and just, and just to be clear, today is March 31st. We're recording this. So I'd say everyone will hear it tomorrow, which will be April 1st, day of sign-up. Is that correct, Rob? Yes. Yep. Yeah, and I'm gonna, okay. I'll do my best to get this live tonight, but uh, no promises. No problem. <laughs> All right. Well, have you guys um, – I'm guessing you and Jarrett and uh, the rest of the folks have been up there working hard, putting in uh, – just, just getting the trail laid, laid out, right? I've probably been up there at least one day a week uh, since our event last year. And we've had a very nice winter. Uh, we've actually been able to ride all winter. Wow. That has never been the case up here ever. Usually we're good till around January 1st. Mm -hmm. And then usually the ground's frozen. There's snow on the ground. That hasn't been the case this year. And we've done uh, a lot of work up there. And we've been uh, very busy. Good deal. Can you talk to us about the format of the race a little bit? Has anything changed or for anybody that's never raced tough like Roar, just kind of, you know, break it down, uh, how, how everything lays out, you know, from kind of from beginning to end. Sure. So we have a two day event. 
Saturday, uh, we more or less have it laid out for your average guy. Uh, everybody is going to race on Saturday, regardless of what class you're in, pros, uh, ABC, 45 plus and women. All are going to race twice on Saturday. You're going to race on two separate courses. Each course is roughly five miles long, and you're going to do two laps on each five-mile course. And what those races do is they're going to set everybody up for Sunday. The top 30 people from the two races on Saturday are going to automatically transfer to the main event. Uh, The next, uh, so from 31st to 150th, uh, if you're in that group, you're going to have to try to make the main event by uh, doing the Sunday morning race. We're going to start that race a little earlier this year, uh, hoping that we can start the main event earlier this year. We're planning on starting the first race at uh, 8 o'clock on Sunday. Nice. And what we're going to do is, like last year, we're going to send five riders out uh, every 30 seconds, you know, based on your times from Saturday. Uh, the course is going to be uh, similar to the first race that you're going to do on saturday it's going to be about five miles but we're going to add in three uh harder sections uh to you know ramp up the the difficulty level a little bit and then that's also gonna uh be the women's final uh so the top 30 in that race will then qualify to the main event making up rows uh four five and six so what we're going to do is we're going to have a cutoff time uh, on the Sunday's races also. That's something we didn't do last year. So the race is going to start at 8 o'clock. At 9.15, we're going to give you till 9.15 to complete the course. Right. And if you don't complete the course, we're going to get you off the course and uh, so that we can set up for the main event. And in past years, the main event has started at 1 o'clock in the afternoon in the hottest part of the day. Mm-hmm. Well, we're started at 11 o'clock this year and we're going to give you five hours wow to the- so i like we're it start at 11 and at four o'clock we're going to start cleaning cleaning the course up removing arrows and getting people off the course uh, well, so you have five hours and and rob one thing we talked about are you guys shortening the lap and making it more difficult is that still what we're looking at or what you guys are looking at that's exactly what we're doing. We've heard, you know, a lot of comments from uh, the top guys. And, you know, we try to give the people, you know, the good guys what they want. Uh, so the, the course is going to be roughly about 15 miles. Last year it was almost 18 miles and you had to do two laps. This year the course is going to be 15 miles. You have to do two laps. But we've added three miles of really, really hard stuff, you know, and we've probably taken out about – six miles of the easy stuff <laughs> you know like all in years past like you go up stairway to heaven which is you know difficult and then we have the section up on top which we call heaven that is That's heaven awesome. that is some good trail <laughs> it is fun trail well you're not going to ride that this year. We're just gonna <laughs> take you through stairway to heaven and then drop back off along the top of stairway to heaven that that's technical challenging and uh just to get you right back down onto the rest of the course cool so, well- Definitely so, gonna be hard. One question is the uh the waterhole off camber area where the guy fell in and completely submerged his bike, is that still gonna be in there? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, All that's right. good stuff. Yeah, that was like no man's land with no way out. So that was <laughs> I was scared that was gonna be us. Um so very good. 
Well, yep. All the all the all your favorite sections from you know years past. Fifty minute trails in there. Uh, Bear scat trail is mm. in there. Bisexual. Bisexual. <laughs> uh, the new section. What, what of a... pit of McMisery? Yes, uh, yes, that one. That's what I was thinking of. So that's what a lot of the new stuff is like. When you go out of pit of McMisery, that last year, that's as far out as we went. And okay. then you started to turn around and come back towards the starting area. Well, this year, you're going to go through Pit of McMisery, and then there's two more pits very similar to that that you're going to go through. Very nice. Well, and Rob, are we allowed to talk about what you guys are doing scoring-wise in the main event? Is that public knowledge? Absolutely, we can talk about it. All right, let's. It. We're going to have. Yeah, let's let's hear about scoring. it. We're going to have live scoring like we've had in the past, and we're also taking it one step farther for the main event only. Uh, we're going to give each rider a tracking device. Uh, we're going to have you put it, you know, in your uh, Camelback, your fanny pack, you know, somewhere on you, and what that will enable us to do, and also your pit crews is follow you around the course. So we're going to have two TVs at the scoring area. One is going to be the live scoring. The second TV is going to be a topographical map of the course. And there's going to be 60 little balloons (laughs) around this course, you know, tracking everybody's rider. That you can either watch it there at the scoring area or you can do it on your cell phone. We're going to have... I don't understand how they do it. There's some some <laughs> you clip magic click on there that will enable you to be out on the course in all our cool spectator areas around 409 and, and everywhere else, and you'll be able to you know roughly see where your rider is at the court on the course, you know what place they're in, and you know if they're even close to getting to you. That is that is awesome. I cannot wait for that. So, Even if you're you're not there at the event, you can watch it from uh, wherever you're at in the country. Right. So, yeah. so you you guys actually have cell phone coverage at the. Uh, we have very good. We have very good cell phone coverage. About about a month and a half ago, we got five of these trackers from the the company, and we uh, five of us went out and we rode or walked you know, the entire course <laughs> and in all them deep ravines at any place. And we, to see if we could make, uh, see if we had signal and that this was going to work and we tested it out and it worked awesome. So, uh, I, I think it's going to be great. Cool. That's very cool. So th- this race is <coughs> in the American or excuse me, the AMA extreme off-road East series. Um, and it's actually the third event. But looking at the schedule, obviously, uh, Revlimiter has been delayed, uh, postponed. And then we got 16th, 17th in Marquette, Michigan. We got the Mad Moose. I, I've, I've just got a feeling that that one may have to get punted as well. So you guys might actually lead off the year. Or you, you might be the second race if one of those March or May races gets delayed till June or so. But uh, it's kind of interesting. You guys might be one of the first events of the year or or the first events of this series ever. Um, That's kind of cool, right? Well, it'd be cooler to race Michigan. I hope they have their race. Right. We're looking forward to going. But, uh, you know, we're going to if we have our race, you know, we're going to have an awesome event uh, like we have in the past. We have a big purse uh, like we have in the past. Uh, 
$15,000 we're going to pay out to the top 15 riders nice. for the main event uh, with $5,000 going to the winner. And we're also increasing the women's purse. We're giving out $1,500 to uh, the women's class, to uh, the top six riders. And That's... we have a lot of contingency stuff that we're going to give out Saturday to the non-pro or women classes. You know, So to A, B, C, and 45 plus, we have lots of contingency prizes. We have over $2,000 from Fly that we're going to give out. I know Drew uh, got a brand new wardrobe from us uh, uh, last year. <laughs> I actually turned that uh, those fly bucks in and bought my daughter a helmet for Christmas. Actually, Aww. so uh, I used I used it on the children. And uh, Rob, <laughs> hey, who is the title sponsor for you guys this year? The title sponsor for our race, as it has been in the past, is uh, Kenda. Uh, they've okay. been they've been awesome for us. Uh, you know, the majority of people I think use their tires. Uh, either the Ibex or I know Will and Drew's favorite, the Equilibrium. Uh, they're, also us, they're also giving us 20 tires to hand out. Uh, oh, sweet. Over the course of the weekend, like they have in the past. So, yeah, Kenda has always been our biggest sponsor, and uh, we love them. So has, has anyone gotten a hold of one of the new Kenda uh, Gnarlies or the FIM tire to practice? The with Gauntlet. The, yeah. the Gnarly or the Gauntlet. I haven't even heard of them. I guess I've been spending too much time mm. out in the woods. Yeah, we we need to know this information before the before the race. So if we could get yeah. a inside tester out there, that'd be helpful. And what? How, how are they supposed to be different? <laughs> well, go ahead, Drew. You probably know more than anybody. I've I've played around with with them, and they're the FIM tires, which has the lower knob height, and they're actually a one forty size which is a little more balloony big old um, fat tire big fat tire I, the- I even get that between the rotor guard and the <laughs> guard. Hey. You get that in there I, I have a hard time getting a 120 in. Y- yeah you've heard of an extended swing arm i've got a wide swing arm that uh <laughs> that allows them to fit between so no worries rob they fit it's just the european measurement maybe but that's what they run in europe and all that stuff so um it's got a little lower sidewall, I think, so you don't get as much roll as you do with the Ibex. Um, so that's a big push. I know uh, Cody Webb and Nick Farringer and Quinn have been running them, and uh, so far, uh, so good. And they've actually – Kenda's got a new front tire coming out that I didn't even know about. I've got – I think Will and I have a few, um, the Washugal 3, um, and I'm really excited to test it out. So we got to lot, lots of big stuff coming from Kenda. We got to rub on one this past weekend when Nick Farringer came in town. So um, the the um, Kenda's, I, I think their tire game is is coming on strong right now. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I'm and of course they've been supporting you know the off road scene for the last what five six years heavily. Yeah. Well, hope we'll see some of them at our our event maybe i'll uh, be able to give some away that'd be awesome so i know i know we've run into issues of course one thing we haven't talked about obviously everything being delayed but this whole covid19 it's got a lot of their stuff from china and shipments delayed so hopefully that'll all free up and clear up in the future well let's keep our fingers crossed they're crossed yep all right rob any anything else we need to touch on before we uh end this wrap up on the 2020 tough like roar well, I don't know. Once again, you know, our sign up uh, tomorrow night at eight o'clock. Uh, you guys have been there the last few years. You know, you have any questions for me or any, you know, positive comments that you'd like to 
you know, see us do. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna race a hard enduro, I highly recommend going to Tamaqua, Pennsylvania. Did I say it right? No, you butcher it every okay. single time. Tamaqua, Tamaqua, Tamaqua. Is it Tamaqua? No, I highly recommend this race because these these guys are super organized. If they say they're starting at 11 a.m. on Sunday. By God, you better be you better have your bike getting ready to fire up at eleven AM because the flag's about to drop. Um that you know, you get results after the race. They might not be immediate, but this year they might be. I don't know. But I'm just saying yeah. you, you get accurate results. Everything is marked well. It's just it's just a very well organized event. I mean, they they have a great roar organization is a yep. solid organization. I feel like they've probably been around for two hundred years putting on dirt the club members yeah everything they know what they're the doing support and how many members very hey, i'm good. old but i'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, well good hey one thing sorry will one thing rob on saturday i know is it still going to be broken up like the morning saturday race like the pro and the a guys are going to race a race and the b c 40 plus guys race in another race is it still going to be like it was last year for those who maybe don't know the same way Simply okay. because, you know, the courses on Saturday are only about four and a half or five miles. If you okay. end up with 250 people, having that out on the course at the same time, you know, it's just a parade. You It'd know, be like so, a GNCC. Exactly. <laughs> like a GNCC. A very <laughs> slow GNCC. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I couldn't help myself. No, I totally agree with you. So, yeah, okay. My kid you got to talk to. He's the one that still is uh, likes them some some of the time. Hey, so, yeah. well, you, do you know? Do you know why he likes them? Because he's fast and he can't do hard stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can, just not as good as some of you other. All right. Uh, well, he, he smoked. Right. He smoked us at TKO last year, so uh, we can't say much. Hey, we de- we determined it was a hard hair scramble, not a hard a, a real extreme race. So one, after his comment on social media this past weekend, I'm a little mad at him. One one last question for you, Rob. Um, like taking it back to a personal level, I know you're a medical professional. How is the hospital scene right now for you guys up in Pennsylvania? Well, you know, I'm sure like everybody else, you got to do what you got to do. You know, things have definitely changed in the past. You know, three weeks. Uh, you know, we wear a mask and, you know, eye protection for every single patient now, right. you know, that, comes in. uh, you know, it's just a, a somber setting, you know, there's not, we're not as busy. Yep. Uh, and they're, you know, they're, they're cutting our hours and furloughing people and, you know, until things kind of go back to normal, you know, you just do what you have to do to, uh, to get through. Fortunately, I've been off the last six days because like Drew had said earlier, we should have been in Texas. Right. Three yep. of those days I've been up at Tough Leg Roar, uh, you know, working on trail and doing a little riding and having some fun. Well, on a on an outside of the hospital note, like socially, are you guys on shelter at home, stay, you know, safe at home? What what's that scene like? Yeah, you know, like, I don't think there's a bunch of counties in uh, the state of Pennsylvania that, you know, they're saying you need to shelter at home. Don't uh, you do that anyways, Rob? (laughs) Yeah. They they shelter (laughs) in the van at Tough Like Roar. (laughs) (laughs) So we're, uh, you know, making do. All right. There's a lot less traffic on the road. I like that. No kidding. That is nice. Yeah. But it's weird. The super 
it's uh don't have a whole lot of stuff right well absolutely both drew and i are considered essential employees so we're still working but it is so nice just driving around with no traffic jams there's no rush hour it's it's unreal yeah Yeah, it's it's interesting all right well thanks Um, rob we um we definitely are looking forward to tough like roar and um we'll uh we'll definitely get the news out there that sign up is tomorrow night at eight o'clock eastern real time yep yep all and right. hey, where, to, uh, where, hey, where is that sign-up? I don't think we said it earlier. Yeah, Roar.org. Yep. I'm looking at it right now on my computer screen. Well, was attention. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Hey, I'm just making sure. I'm a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. We'll talk to you later, Rob. Thanks a lot, man. Sounds good, Will. Take it easy, right. guys. See you, See Rob. You. Thank you, sir. See you, Drew. Bye. Later.